Welcome back, folks. We got another episode of Snooze and Booze. We got a mini one coming to you today, an old school one, because it's yeah. just me and you today. It was going to be uh, Raul from the Retro Convo and mm. my buddy Jonathan that was on the podcast previously. They live out in Rancho Santa Margarita, mm. which is like, what do you think, an hour from here? Uh, Not quite an hour. I mean, at least with no traffic, uh, yeah. like, you know, lately. Probably be under that. It's probably It's a little bit different, but it, anyway, it just got postponed to next week, so uh, we should be having a full episode for you next week. <laughs> Uh, but there's some stuff to talk about in the news now, so figure yeah. out why not. Um, uh, have you heard? I'm sure you have because it's been all over, and it was in, in our mutual group chat. The Cristalia allegations. Thing. Oh yes, yes, I did hear about that. I didn't follow it up though. Oh yeah, so I guess like up, the latest up to date is Chris's lawyers and his team released like the full conversations of what was going on, and it's like a completely different story that was painted. Mm-hmm. So I guess initially it started with. I forgot the girl's name, Siri or Samar or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's um, something about uh, crazy how Chris got post uh, uh, plays a pedophile in the Netflix show You. I'm not familiar yeah. with it. Uh, I know of it. But, uh, I guess yeah. he plays a pedo in that. Okay. And uh, oh, the irony, and then and then you know that got blown up, and she released like some texts where, or some emails where uh, it's like him soliciting her for to go out and. All this stuff, and she tells him she's like 16. It's something like that, right? Okay. Or, or 17. And whatever in this follow-up. And then, like, the whole... Anyways, there's a, a couple other girls that got into getting released. And when Chris finally made a statement, the the whole emails were... Most of, almost all the exchanges were as soon as, like, he finds out their age. Like, okay, never mind. I didn't know you are I thought you had to be 18 to get into the show. Um, uh, my mistake. Bye. Like, that kind of thing. And oh, then okay. the conversation just ends. So it's a lot of that stuff, right? So not that he doesn't, like, look after young girls, wait, girls who are younger than him, but no one under the age of 18 type stuff, or no one illegally. Right, right. So it's becoming this thing where, like, um, it's becoming, like, a big thing in the L.A. comic culture, comedy culture, because hmm. a lot of his friends have, like, disassociated with him. People we know, you know, Brendan Schaub, Brian Callen. Uh, Bobby Lee, Theo Vaughn, Whitney Cummings. Oh, really? Like, all these people are like, you know, that, you know, Chris is part of the LA comic scene, so they all know him. So, all the podcasts I listen to are all like, this is tragic, I don't know what to do. So, now it's become, now, like, even, like the biggest one's obviously Whitney, she's probably the biggest comic, but now she's getting backlash because she didn't stand by him type stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. So, it's becoming like, you're so quick to drop, you know, uh, him without hearing the whole story type of thing. Yeah. You just hear it, it's like, like a trigger, like, I, I mean, I guess it's a double-edged sword because they got their careers to think about type of thing. Right. Where they kind of have to disassociate as soon as possible. But then I'm like, man, where does that stop? And like, hey, man, he's also your friend type stuff, you know? Yeah. Or believing him first or, you know, things like that, right? Or not even necessarily believing, but waiting until the entire facts comes out or to the whole story comes out. Type right, of thing. right. Get all the facts right, right before you know. So it's really... uh yeah, it's really crazy. That's what I was like. True babies, you know. That's what he calls it. His little <laughs> his followers. But uh, I remember I, I first got wind of it, uh, maybe about a couple days before everything kind of broke out because, um, one of the po- one of the Instagram uh, things I follow is like a ten minute podcast where they posted all the ten minute podcasts. Oh, clips. okay. So it was awesome, right? You know, they post all of them all together. Um, they post funny clips, funny music, songs from whatever, and all of a sudden the page went down. 
and he the last post on there was like hey sorry there's some a lot of stuff going on the the page has gone down uh maybe i'll bring it back later in the future but for now i have to take it down and then i hit him up message like hey what's going on with, with the things like oh uh i guess there's about some shit's about to hit the fan and uh some lawyers hit me up legally I to, and they want me to take everything down what? stuff like that yeah so i was like holy shit like okay wow and i didn't know who it was about obviously it's one of the three and then when you find out it's Chris, like, oh, shit, you know, that it's that kind of thing. It blows your mind. And everybody else is getting uh, in it, too, because now, like, Brendan Schaub, who, you know, him and Brian run the Fight on the Kid podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, girls are coming out that he's been in girls' DMs or whatever. Brendan? Yeah. So And he's married, right? So and then all of a sudden, like, his girl, who I also follow, his girl page turns to private. <laughs> what? Like that. So there's all, a bunch of, like, speculations. Like, this whole thing is bringing the whole comedy scene down. All the guys. Oh, man. All the guys that were, like, in girls' DMs are all coming out now. So it's just, it's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Fuck, that's nuts, man. Everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. 2020. 2020. Who'd have thunk it? I mean, obviously, it's not if you look at historical facts and everything, but as far as modern culture or social media is concerned, 2020 has to be, like, the worst year of the last, you know, decade or so, right? Probably, yeah. I can't think of anything worse than, I don't know, 2012 hype, but that wasn't even that bad. Right. A lot of that was, like you said, hype, right? Yeah. Just the hysteria. Uh Uh-huh. It wasn't really a thing. Or even, like, Y2K back in, like, 2000. Right, 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 right. Like, anything, like, this significant? No, I don't think any of that compares. Or it's been thing after thing after thing, right? Yeah. Hmm. Or to, like, affect, like, everyone and everything, like, in right. such a manner. Could you have, like, obviously uh, 9-11 on 2001, but that oh, was... that's right. But that's, like, one thing that kind of soured the rest of the year. And that happened in September. So right. it wasn't necessarily something where, like, the entire world's been thrown into a pandemic, like, the way it kind of has happened with 2020. Right. You know, first, obviously, the world with the pandemic, then the riots with America, you know, mm. burning a flame, stuff and stuff. It's, it's, it's curious to me how, uh, uh, how, in the world we live in with social media, the battles people pick and choose to fight for. Oh, yeah. It's just so easy. It's like, it makes you think that you've kind of, like, always done that, you know? But it's never really, like... Right. No one's really kind of called you on your shit until now. I, I, I can't stand the hypocrisy that's going on with this. It's so hypocritical that I... Uh, it's very annoying. Too much of this look at me shit. I don't know. It's look a, at me? Is that, like, a... Is that a movie? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm gonna start putting that hashtag. You know, but everybody, everybody just—I don't know, man. Like every every single post has to be about something of a cause. We get it. You're fucking part of something, or you want to be a part of something. We get it. You're passionate about injustice. Blah blah blah. It's just so. Well, I mean, so I think annoying. we talked about it last time. You know, like not everybody's doing it for the cause. I don't know if there's one person doing it for the cause. That's what. That's my problem. You know. I mean, it hasn't been like that since, like, what, was, like, civil rights movement back in 1960s? Mm-hmm. Or maybe with the exception of, like, you know, the L.A. riots. I know that was also with the... Even well, though that yeah. was, like, the the first, I guess, televised, you know? Uh, yeah, televised, right. Televised, yeah. I guess, witness mm-hmm. account. Don't you remember uh, in American Me, they opened with, like, the Zutsu riots, right? Oh, yeah, the, the... That was obviously, like, radio radio version, but... Like, I mean, it's not like the media hasn't been involved, right? You know, you have your radio versions of things. Okay, yeah, you know that's I mean? true. That's true. And people get thrown in, quote-unquote, into a panic. I mean, it really only just affects... I guess the, the the bigger reach, outreach you have, the more you can, quote-unquote, affect people. So you're more used to being localized. But right. now that we have social media, the world's kind of ahead of it. That's why that's why people in L.A. are writing for shit going on in Minneapolis, right? Got Yeah, true. It's like, I guess, the Reach, like, uh, the War of the Worlds broadcast. Right. Well, that was only 
I mean, that was blown out of proportion as well, too. I mean, that's like, but that was like the, I guess, whatever, like, the communicate of the day, uh-huh. you know, you know. I mean, just from that, people thought, like, you know, aliens were invading the, the Earth, you know. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That That's what got blown out of proportion. That, that people really didn't think that. I think there was, like, one town, though, that really did. And they made a movie about it. Uh, I remember seeing this article on it, how, like, we, we in retrospectively, we look back and, oh, can you believe the whole world thought aliens really inverted because of the... And that's not really what happened at all. Everybody knew it was a, it was a broadcast. But I guess there was one specific town that thought that. And that newspaper got blown in proportion, and everybody thought that everybody was thinking that the world was invading. But it really didn't happen. The world didn't go in panic thinking Mars was a thing. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It was like the Battle of uh, Battle Los of Angeles. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that was one of those things where... Uh, I, I wonder if the future us will look back at this time and be like, oh my god, can you guys believe these guys had racial divide? <laughs> <laughs> I guess like in a timeline sense, like from 1960 to now really isn't that much time. 40 years, yeah, right? Well, I remember seeing this thing on like how quickly we've evolved through the ages, through the little ages, so it keeps like, it's almost like we're advancing at a geometrical rate. So in in reality, forty years is actually a very long, a very, a lot of stuff really is happening within those forty years, as opposed to. So I'm basically, I'm talking about like the Stone Age is like a thousand years, then from there you go to the Bronze Age, which is like five hundred years, but then two hundred and fifty years from the Bronze Age, then you have the basically the ages keep coming in half. You, even what in the eighteen hundred we had the Industrial Age where we started factory working type of shit. Oh, uh, Reconstruction. And then from there, I mean, now obviously we're in the technological age or the information age, really. Hmm. And everything's kind of getting, like, we're advancing quicker and quicker and quicker. So, it's like a geometrical advance type of thing. So, it, so golden ratio. Especially especially now with uh, where we're at now with the internet being as prominent as it is. Like, man, 10 years, it's, I don't think, I think it'll be night and day from what we are now, you know? Hmm. We, we, you know, I don't know. It just, it feels like we're headed towards... Uh, that future dystopia that we always see in back in the day movies, like it's that feels more near than ever. You know what I mean? Well, like 1984. Oh, George Orwellian, you mean? Mm. Um, or we're not quite there yet. Look, man, people, you know, the whole Big Brother type thing and totalitarianism and, you know, like, people, look at England, man. It's a perfect example. England has probably what? I think. As many cameras as there are citizens, it's one of. I those think it's things. more than anywhere else right. in the world. Right, and it's one of those things, right? And that's technically Big Brother's watching you all the time, but they're doing fine. <laughs> they have their freedoms. They have their. It's not like a desk. You know, it doesn't seem like we're watching Equilibrium. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what right. I mean? It's not. It doesn't feel like George Orwell in 1984. They're they're fine in England, and they that happened. That's their future. It's a reality. You know. Uh, I don't know why people think the why people think it's gonna be like the end of the world type thing, or it's the the dystopian future that people think it is when you have uh, more authorities in charge or whatever. Probably a fear of the unknown, maybe. Like they heard or you know they saw that and it's like, oh man, that ha- that's happening over here. So I'm pretty sure that's gonna turn into that. You know? uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, it was just you know just you know hysterics, just hysteria. I mean, do you think it's because people want to look for the worst in each other, or in, or like in, in our government, or in something that's in control? You want to think of the worst. Maybe it's that Batman Superman thing, right? Where it's someone so powerful, if there's even a one percent chance he could turn bad, you have to oh, stop him. Oh, I see. You have to stop him. Maybe that's how subconsciously people look at the government. It there, it's too powerful, so there's even a one percent chance they're going to do bad, or when they do do bad, we're going to get on their ass. So we need to stop it from that whole thing about taking our guns away, right? Maybe it's something like that. Like you, oh, now they're limiting to uh, 
to what was it from 30 round uh, magazines to now 10 fuck that we can't let that happen right that kind of thing that because... happened after the Sandy Hook incident oh, oh did it really mm-hmm. now in California you legally can't sell anything more than 10 rounds even for a full clip so I, I remember when that happened I made a lot of money because I had so many magazines like a shitload obviously from the military and there were 30 round clips so and those were so rare so I was like who want uh, 50 bucks each mag I was like this little piece of shit magazine but because they're so rare to get everybody wants to load up yeah yeah you know that, that kind of thing so I was like alright I clay, I made a lot of money during that time yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I have a lot of stuff it's pretty arms dealer I guess right? <laughs> that's funny very lord of war yeah yeah nice huh well, yeah, you think something to that. Maybe our human nature won't trust somebody who isn't powerful and in charge. We can't like, trust someone who's powerful and in charge. I think it's just that, uh, that, um, the, like that, that illusion of control. Mm-hmm. You know, when something's like beyond us, like we can't do anything. So if they wanted to, they could, and we right. couldn't do anything about it. Right, right. So right. I guess it's like, like a, like a fear, like a helplessness. Yeah. And I guess that could be like part of human nature. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a fear of that. It's like, well, what if? Like we won't be able to do anything about it. So. Worst case scenario stuff. So. I mean, we have kids in cages, right? That whole thing. Oh, right, yeah. And that's one thing that you get. You can blame the oh, evil government for whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. I saw this one video today of this kid that died. Mm-hmm. Like, in custody. Why? What did he do? He was uh, sick and they didn't feed him or something, or what? Yeah, he was sick. Like, he had the flu and, like, some other infections, mm-hmm. but they just kept him there. Ignoring him type stuff. Like, uh, said, so, like, from May 2019... He needed medical help, but, like, nobody, like, paid any attention. So, he, they said that he, like, according to the autopsy, that he succumbed to, like, uh, flu, and it didn't list the other, like, mm-hmm. you know, illnesses that he had. But, you know, nothing happened until he died, then they sent his body back to, was it, Guatemala or Honduras? Mm. Like, one of those, and had, like, 2,000 people show up for, like, the funeral. Oh, that's cool. That's good. I always feel like when people get martyred, I mean, at least it's for a cause. I guess if you want to die, or if you're going to die, the fact that you had a, an effect on an outcome or something like that, that's got to sit with you well, at least with a family. You're oh, dead. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you, I guess you, can't if you have no afterlife. Who gives a fuck, right? Mm-hmm. If, if there is one. Or, oh, man, I've been watching the show. I don't know if you're familiar. It's on Stars. I don't know if you have Stars, but it's called American Gods. It's based on the graphic novel by Neil Gaiman. He knows oh, him. Oh, is it like, what, two or three seasons in right now? Or? I think it's... I I don't know Ian McShane by the way is that's what the one you're thinking of. Yeah, is, don't the, doesn't every every character there like they have like some kind of like I don't know like power or something or. Well, they're based on the old gods, and then there's new. It's basically old gods versus the new gods, and the old gods are obviously like Odin and uh, uh, Ananasi, the African spider god. Hmm. I'm familiar with that one. Um, you know, one's a leprechaun. There's a jinn in there. You know, from for oh, Arabic really? folklore. That be all the mythical creatures. And the new god that they're fighting is basically uh, social media is one, uh, a Mr. World who's like a Mr. Tech Boy who represents technology. So they're they're basically dying out to. It's kind of like we need the worship, but the worship no one believes anymore because everybody has technology now. Everybody has media now, television, that kind of mm. thing. So those that's what represents the new gods. And the only one of the old gods that survived is like Vulcan. Um, who is like now like an arms dealer? He basically like runs a corporation for selling uh, fire firearms, you know. Oh. So that's how he survived because he's you know he you know he changed from whatever the old god was they were worshiping to now like every time someone fires a gun he gets a, it's a little prayer for him type of thing. Oh wow! So it's very 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 cool. So man, like I don't want I don't have stars, so I just ended up just going to iTunes and buying the season. I just bought the first season, 
And then I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm actually, I bought the first episode, because I've been wanting to check it out for a while, and Neil Gaiman wrote the book, and I'm a big fan of Neil Gaiman. Right. Uh, he did the Sandman series. He did a lot of stuff. He, yeah, He's Sandman. a permanent... I remember Reba, the one who showed me Sandman. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, anyway, so I saw the first episode, like, fuck, I'm hooked. Okay, cool. So I get the whole first season, I'm like, holy shit. So there's a <laughs> second one, I just bought that one, and I'm in, like, three episodes in. But if there's a third one, hopefully I can watch it. But because it's it's great, it's really oh, good. Yeah, it's check re- it out then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm fascinated with the. I always like the folklore. I mean, you know, the old. I guess deity mythology has always been one of like my strong hobbies. I guess. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Greeks is the ones I'm most familiar mm-hmm. with. But I got really into Norse and uh, and Hindi ones for a while. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, more recently, I figured you know to get in touch with my roots, I've been checking out the Mayan and Aztec ones oh, nice. for a little bit. So I've been doing a lot of more. And those are all fascinating. I even found there was a connection between Quetzalcoatl, the uh, the main Aztec god, the one that's, that's like a feathered serpent, mm-hmm. that supposedly like Jesus Christ was was him reincarnated type thing. Huh. It's very interesting. The theory, I think it's uh, the Book of the Urantia, or the or maybe even the Book of Mormon. I gotta find out where the, the first theory. Yeah, the Mormons or what is it? Latter Day Saints, whatever they yeah. call us. Um, I forgot where, but it might have been one of those. But I guess, you know how uh, in the Bible, Jesus goes from 12 to 30. You know, in Dogma, they make fun of that part. Mm-hmm. 12 to 30, that's some pretty shitty story tale, you know? <laughs> So I guess during those 12 to 30 years, or what is that, 18 years? So I guess during those 18 years from 12 to 30, he tra- Jesus traveled the world like a pilgrimage. And one of the places he visited was Mexico. And during that same time, they matched up the times that... There's like Aztec uh, sayings that Quetzalcoatl returned in human form, you know, whatever, in to you know to his people, and that was supposed to be Jesus allegedly. That was Jesus that was him. It's very very interesting. Like oh shit, like that's that's it. the the theory. Fit, obviously, just theories, but I like how the theory fits very well. Like oh okay, that'd be cool if it's true. Nice, not too bad, you know. Huh. I've always been curious. That's one of my main like things. I always wish I had was like the power to not interrupt, not interact with history. I don't want to change anything. I just want to, I just want to witness it, see what really yeah. happened during that these Without times. Having an effect on. Yeah, exactly. So I can see what really killed the dinosaurs. You know, well, how did we really did? Yeah, how yeah. did we we really evolve? What well, you know that kind of thing. Like everything that's just all fascinating to me. That that kind of, or even even more recent though. But it'd be cool, like uh, the whole. Uh, American history, the national treasure type stuff. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That time, Absolutely. Right? You know, or the free Aster Crawley. What was it? What was, did he really know magic? I want to know, you know, like that kind of thing. He drink absinthe. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. And he, like, I guess his thing was like sex magic, something really. Uh, it, it was, what was that? Like, it was like sex and alchemy and. Yeah, alchemy too. He was big into that. A bunch of other different stuff that he was trying to. Supposedly he was like a British spy. Like, he spied on occults for the government, something like that. Really? Mm hmm. Yeah, if you looked huh. it up, that's like the main thing he. That's how he supported himself mainly. Uh, yeah, to, like spying for the British government or whatever. Interesting. <sighs> Always wanted to get the. What was it? The Necronomicon? I always want to see like a. Oh, I have that one. I have the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's not the. Uh, it's this one you. A paperback version. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it is interesting. Around. It's pretty interesting in there. They have a lot of stuff. Well, um, I always thought it would be cool to have like a comic book with like. Back in the day, so you know how they have the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, obviously. Oh, you know, yeah. That one, but like a bad guy version. And I'd put Rasputin in there, with oh, nice. teaming up with Aleister Crowley, you know, like that kind of shit. Even Hitler, wasn't he really big into the occult type yeah. stuff? So oh, you, yeah, you could throw was. him in the mix to, you know, have some like super villain, conquer bullshit. That'd be pretty good. Marquita Saw, even, I don't know, some shit like that. Oh, Marquita Saw. There were some cool theories that I always liked, like, it's nice to think of them, like, I like to pretend they're true. 
like there's this one a movie theory with seven that david fincher film mm-hmm. obviously i don't know i say that but for everybody at home david fincher seven that it's actually because they never mention the city that they're in or but it's actually gotham and that's like a uh either pre-batman or baby batman was aware of Batman. but it's during is that gotham city from 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 dc comics and a lot of the stuff makes a lot of sense huh where like um like obviously the seven dude is a suit pretty much a comic book villain you know he's very his master plans his elaborate plans all that and then the city is just so grimy it's always right it's like a if you look at any comic book where they're showing gotham it looks just like they shot it in seven you know a lot of stuff like that uh the corruption it's dark and noir like you know, very noir yeah. yeah. the corruption and the it, everything huh. like kind of like so it's cool to think of it like that. I was like, that's a that's basically a, a Batman story without Batman. That's a Gotham City Police Department story, you know. One of like the guy that um, you know when when uh, they when uh, was it uh was it Mills or Somerset? Mm-hmm. Oh, like when he tells them about like monitor people monitoring uh reading habits, like the books that you check yeah. out. And that guy that he met up with. He's in Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another one that was thrown in for the for ah. the for people. Because he, he was also corrupt in that one, too. So they think, oh, maybe he became a detective for the Gotham PD. And that's how, you know, whatever. And, uh, I mean, you can't really explain the Morgan Freeman one. I mean, maybe a lookalike. I don't know. But <laughs> other than that, but yeah, a lot of the stuff, like, hits, you know. Like, oh, shit, yeah, that is true. This Gotham before oh, Gotham. Yeah. I was thinking about that one. Yeah. It's pretty good. Any fun theories or film theories that you know of? Or film even regular theories? Ah, oh, man. Um, shit. Off the top of my head. Or even like conspiracy theories that you think are plausible. Flat Earth, man. <laughs> no. There's somebody on Facebook, like one of those big pages that they posted like the first picture of Earth from space. It was like a black and white photo or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool, but it was just like old school, you know, whatever. And my, my first comment was like, it looks pretty flat to me, right? <laughs> actually got a, you know, obviously, you know, the people who got the laugh emojis or whatever. But there was a dude who. There's was always somebody. Like, <laughs> actually, the worth the Earth is sphere is round. This is you know you need to look up something like oh my god. I was like thank you really. Uh, I, I you can't really respond to this like wow thank you very much. You're very you edu- you've ed- educated me. I didn't know. You know you just have to respond that way. You really can't like bro. I knew or like no shit. You know you don't want to be rude. It's part of me is because he was a young kid. I mean, he looked young. I don't know what young is. Early 20s, 19 teens, whatever. Oh, okay. So part of it, like, okay, he might be really young and kind of dumb, so he maybe doesn't read the sarcasm in this. Oh, right. He doesn't get it. Or number two, uh, mentally, you know, so I definitely didn't want to go too hard with, like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, or, <laughs> or uh, and then the whole, yeah, no shit, I was joking. That kind of, I just don't want to do that. So I'm just like, oh, wow, thank you. Uh, so, oh, man. I don't know. Responding to those kind of things is always weird to me. <laughs> I remember um, it was like years ago on Facebook when Facebook was a thing like, right, you know, before right. Instagram. When it was before Twitter and Instagram was together, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, there was uh, this girl, like, like, I was friends with her sister, but I just added her just because, you know, it's like, oh, she's, you know, she's cool. Right, 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 right. You know, she Most was friends and all that, right? Yeah. Expand your friend uh, world or whatever. And uh, like she was very religious, so like a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff that she posted was like, "Oh, thank God for another day here," so stuff like that, right? That stuff hurts. You know why it hurts me, dude? Because give me mind, I am a Christian. I do believe in God, but I always think when God sees that, He rolls His fucking eyes like, "Oh my God, <laughs> that's making me look bad." You legit, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the atheists are gonna have it at me today, Jesus. <laughs> That's what I heard God saying, like, fuck, man. Like, this is why, you know, this is why no atheist convert, you dumb bitch. Like, I'm sure he's thinking that, right? Has to be, right? Something like that. Anyways, that's the funniest shit. <laughs> well, I remember this one time she posted, um, it was something like, 
Oh, thank God for all the seasons. It was like winter or some shit, right? Yeah. And everybody's just like, I was like, yes, you know, Jesus, whatever, yeah, Jesus crazy. stuff, you know. Hands, whatever. I'm like, well, what about the tilt of the Earth's axis? Yeah, does that have anything to it? You know, it's just, you never responded. So you should have responded like, thank God for the tilt of the world's axis. <laughs> it was like, ooh, you got me there. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was like a couple of other times where she said stuff, and I just like threw in like just some little science quip. But I, I never got any like mm-hmm. acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, uh... <laughs> ignore like, that one you know when they like comment like the comment after you after you mm-hmm. you know and then so you that. know they saw you yes so I like, I, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> as long as they saw it i know this i got a little bit of hate for that last picture i posted when i was at the airport in portland oh man the, uh, <laughs> big lives matter yeah <laughs> so that's my boy john right he's like probably like one of my best friends uh uh like we're going <laughs> shooting tomorrow that kind of thing right yeah, yeah. but he, he's a cool you know obviously he's my boss too though but uh, he's a big dude, and he was complaining about, like, oh, man, my back hurts. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I bet it does. And then he's like, man, put t- right, uh, take me to the, the thing in the wheelchair. I'm like, what? No, man. <laughs> so it's like, uh, no, we're not doing that. Just come on. We're almost there. It's only, like, a few more. It was like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like, 100 yards away. Like, oh, man, my back hurts. Then some dude's, like, putting a wheelchair away, a worker. And he's like, hey, man, can I use that? And the guy just looks at him, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm drawing my head, like, why are you embarrassing me? <laughs> and then the guy's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. And, and I tell him, like, look, I'll take him in. Uh, where do we want me to leave the wheelchair? Like, just leave it at the, you know, at the terminal. You're, you're fine. Like, at the gate. Uh, okay, cool, man. So I take him. And my buddy Art's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm like, hey, man, I'm, whatever, bro. <laughs> and then he's, uh, it's John, and he's asking for it. He starts taking pictures. I'm like, oh, man, this is funny. I wanted to post them, but I was like, man, how am I going to, how do I make this funny? Because I can't put, like, my, my first instinct was, like, to put Black Lives Matter, right? Look, you know, it. I was obviously making fun of the people who post. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to put, look at me helping or some shit, you know, you know, something like sarcastic. But I was like, no, man, because that's too cynical. And now I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the people, people ignore or whatever, yeah, whatever. And then that's the people who don't think. You're gonna, I'm, I'm doing it. It's gonna be another flat Earth dude, or the, uh, actually the Earth is round. You know, oh no right, shit. right. People are gonna be like, yeah, black guys think I'm being serious about it. Anyways, I put like, what's another BOM? Oh, big lies. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, anyways, when I got to the story, the, uh, in the comments section, somebody got mad at me, like really mad, and I guess she was a nurse. And she's uh-huh. like, you guys shouldn't be playing around with the wheelchairs like that. People really need that stuff. And I was like, geez, lady, relax, man. <laughs> the guy needed it. You said it was her. Needed to walk. I didn't want to walk. All right. I'm just trying to help here. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But she came after me like, you get one pass, mister. She's like that. She's what like, mister. Yeah. You get one pass, mister. Then I'm unfollowing you or something like that. This is your one free pass. I was like, oh, oh, Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> Kingpin. I was like, oh. <laughs> in my head I'm thinking bitch you know how many people delete me after every post I put <laughs> get ah, fuck out of here no uh, oh my pat it, it, what made me laugh like out of everything I've posted this is my like I better watch out mister like <laughs> the wheelchair one with the gift. number one I think I yeah I had another a wheelchair remember that the Paralympic team the, they were on wheelchair the, it was a uh, one of those like disabled Olympics type of thing um... uh, special Olympics Okay. Um, it was a bunch of, uh, it was a USA team in a wheelchair. They, I think there was like wheelchair, either racing or basketball, one of those sports with wheelchairs. Oh, okay. And I had posted a joke on that. I was like, these guys, uh, how dare these disrespectful athletes don't even have the uh, the courage to stand for the when the American flag is being played. So like, that 
Come on, man. That's a joke. If you were really offended, you could get behind me like, oh, I, that's my warning. This one is like, whatever. I'm help. I'm actually helping the dude to the gate, man. Relax. So yeah, after all that, this is what you get mad at? Yeah, yeah. You know, how many how many times did I, how many posts did I make fun of the whole, you know, whatever bullshit going on with the Minneapolis riots? Everything, all, all my shit was joke-wise, and this is the one she gets offended at? Like, oh, man. Jesus, I unpleased. I unfollowed her, by the way. Oh, no, okay. I didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all followers, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, funny shit, oh the, the Ron Jeremy thing's a thing. That's crazy. Oh, right? yeah. That's he got right. uh, accused of rape. Uh, he's getting tried for it, too. Or he got arrested for it, too, right? I saw him, like, I don't know if it's the one that Samantha posted. That's the one YouTube? most recently I saw. She's super yeah. bummed about it. I just, so, just Samantha, <laughs> shut them. Samantha, realistically, <laughs> shut up. What do you, come oh on, God? You're fucking so offended. I, people get mad at people that we don't even know. Like, it's so everything is really funny to me. When people, like the Kobe thing was a thing too, right? When people get mad or emotionally tied to when someone they, uh, I don't know. To me, man, like if you don't know someone personally, I guess I can't say that, right? But I'm trying to put myself in the shoes where like, what if Gwen Stefani died, right? Right. How would I take that? And I, I honestly don't think I'd really take it that bad. I don't really fucking know her, right? I don't know, man. Maybe I just look at it a little bit differently. Like they still impact you, I guess. In yeah, some that's way. what at I mean. Musicians or like, you know, artists, you know, where... You grew up. It was and a they part of you. Got you through something, you know. Yeah, that part. A little I don't bit know. Too. And that's and that not necessarily musicians, right? Because I could transfer to, to athletes as well. Because what if you really admire? I I get that, but at the same time, like how much? I think the way I look at it is like, how much do I, I want to invest into someone who doesn't know who you are? Mm. You know what I mean? So I guess I look at it a little bit. While I can still appreciate the work and. The work will affect me. Like, Joe Schumacher died recently. Oh, right, right. And I was like, no, yeah, that was a part of it. He did two movies that were huge in my childhood, in my development, right? You know, the Batman films. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh. But I don't feel... It doesn't take away from the art that he gave me. Right. And I still doesn't take away... It doesn't ruin my childhood because, you know, to be fair, he wasn't one of my heroes, but it was... It's still something that affected me. I would try to look at it objectively, like... If an extreme example for me would be what if Gwen Stefani died? I wonder if I would be really that sad or bummed about it. I don't know. I still have all the art I have from her. Right. Know? And she hasn't been like too prominent like in that same way like with no doubt like there's so No, no like, doubt. Yeah. But I did I do have all her, her single stuff. And uh and like I said she's on the on TV more than anything now. So Oh, that's right. So uh, yeah, she's hosted the next year. I mean, so she's still extremely prominent. Like you've probably to be fair, she's probably more popular now than she's ever been that's just true. because, you know, the voice is huge and and she's married to Blake Shelton, who's like a huge country. So not in our world necessarily, but she is huge, uh, probably more popular than she's ever been. But that's not what I'm talking about. I think it's more like, I don't know if I would lose something because I still have the, not only the memories, but the material, the actual art right. that can still impact me. Like it's one of their songs now. But I don't know how, like, mm. uh, man, maybe I'm not in that situation, but I'm trying to, put, I'm pretty good at putting myself empathetic of something and putting myself in that feeling. And I don't think I'd feel as, yeah, it's not someone that knew who you were. It's someone who you think you knew, but it's really more of a... I guess that might go back to more to my, like, how I think now, the older I get, the more I think passions are silly. Oh, okay. Like, like I don't know, you kind of like, uh, like in Dogma. Uh-huh. Where uh, Jenny Garofalo is trying to explain to... Um, right. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You know what part yep, I'm talking about? I know about? in the beginning about how faith is full, glass full. And yes. when you're a kid, it's easy to fill. When you're older... Like bigger the glass, glass is bigger glass. So the same amount of faith doesn't fill it up anymore. And I, I think that's, that's what great, it is. You're right. That's a good way. that's what it is. That doesn't necessarily... And that's... You know what's sad is that's not happening for everybody that's an adult. Some people still have that the same size cup, right? Some people are still mm. fascinated. I don't know. To me, it's just like I feel like I grew out of being passionate for things. 
uh, and I don't know if it's the adult thing necessarily. That's a really great comparison because I hadn't thought that one. To me, I was equating it to Free Willy, to believe it or not. I think it's like more when your kids are born type of thing because Michael Batson said something that was the movie's Free Willy. Okay, it's fucking cheesy. However, <laughs> uh, I remember rewatching it with the kids. I remember I something I remember when I was a kid really hit me a little bit differently now. And it was like when he's trying to connect with the kid, you know, because it's going to be his stepdad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he's looking at like he used to have this old like I don't know what it was like a the car, right? Yeah, the an car? old Buick or I'm not sure familiar what car it was, but it was a classic car. It was awesome, I guess. You know, really, you know, uh, muscle head type of shit, like right? a Firebird or something. Yeah, something like that, right? And the kid is like, "Oh my gosh, she was a beauty. This was yours." He's like, "Yeah, I had to sell it." And he's like, why? Why'd you get rid of it? Like, well, I got rid of it when I married your mom. Like, what? What? You mean this could have been... You know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I got rid of it. He's like, why would you do that? He's like, well, a man should should only have one passion in his life. And and for me, that's your mom now. And I was like, huh. I remember, like, that's a great way to look at things. Like, you're right. Maybe what... How... How worth... Not worthy. I say, how valued is your passion if you have... You're passionate about a lot of things. Maybe that demeans the word a little bit, right? So I figured if you do have passion, you... only one thing is willing to deserve it and I guess for me now obviously there's nothing more than family to be passionate mm. about right Dominic Toretto right sure yeah thanks man now I want to <laughs> I'm kidding I'm I kidding. disregard my entire statement <laughs> please you just compared me to Vin Diesel I'm not doing oh, man, nope, I'm, just I'm kidding, done <laughs> oh my god it sounds cheesy but yeah uh, so for me it's my kids right Or so now now I think about anything that I was so passionate about is silly you think like look, look look back at things you loved that you were 16 15 years old a lot of it, like, oh, I can't believe I, I, was, I was so in love with this person. How silly of me, you know, she's an oh, idiot. Oh, okay. You know, do you ever look at back at things like that? Yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe I was so in love with this. What? Remember Romy and Michelle, when uh, Janine Garofalo character, once again, when <laughs> she's like, that's Sandy Frank? The fuck was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Bro, that's so true. How many girls that I have crushes on in high school where, I, where you oh, see them man. now and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? There's a lot of things like that, you know? And I'm sure, you know, girls say that about me too, whoever, whatever the fuck. But it's that Jimmy Garoppolo thing, like that Sandy Frank, the fu- dude. It's so funny to me, like that the uh, the retrospective, like and I think like I think it's an age thing mixed with the, that thing about the glass being half full thing that you brought up from Gut Dogma. They mixed with the free will thing about like being passionate. And once you have a family, that's really the only thing. That Everything else is kind of like com- diminished or comparison to that, you know? Huh. Think about it like that. Damn, it's funny. It's pretty. Like easy. I remember there was a. Uh, yeah, during all of high school, there wasn't like one day that I did not touch my guitar and play for. I was so passionate about music, specifically guitar. So, you, the Pokemon thing, you know, you want to be the very best, you know, like no one was. <laughs> but you, there's not one day. And now I like, now, yeah, I could, obviously, I go, you know, whenever I travel, I go days without it. And it's not like I'm aching for it or missing for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just becomes this, uh, yeah, it's just part of the norm or it gets normalized, I guess. Doesn't necessarily have that same itch, and it's rightfully so. Should I be passionate about something that's materialistic? I don't know, you know. I don't know. Especially. If it does something for you, it's not like you're gonna, you know, go out like, oh, like we're gonna make it, man. We're gonna start touring, and you know, <laughs> it's not even like a thing like that. Maybe it's just like it's always helped, like, uh, like I don't know, a therapeutic or something. Just like, yeah, but that doesn't warrant passion. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I have that at such a high pedestal, just because something's really great and therapeutic and awesome. Uh, something can be amazing without having to be passionate. I guess passion for me is like a high, the highest level for it. So I don't want to use the word lightly. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I guess that's what I meant earlier when I said when I'm passionate about a lot of different things. Like, man, you could be passionate about one thing. Everything else is like a label to that, you know, like trickle to that kind of thing or uh, compared to that. 
So how can you how can you huh. be passionate about two things at the same time? Huh. I don't know trying to go can. left and right at the same right. time. Right. I don't you know can. if you can. How can you love something oh. so much with with sharing that love in half? You know, I don't know. Oh, I get that. That makes sense. So maybe it's just um, the wordage for me. I don't want to use the word lightly. So I'm never. So I like a lot of things. I like a lot of things a lot. Of you know, but I wouldn't use that word for to describe the, my hobbies. Huh, like uh, the end of half big. Like yeah. Very. Like, I love weed. I love weed, <laughs> but not as much as I love pussy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're good, man. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I guess that's a way to put it. Like, I remember, I think it was like back in, um, I want to say like uh, middle school. I think I might have told you at some point. Yeah. I still like going to like thrift stores again, like those really old like like radio receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because I, I think you did too. Yeah, a couple. Like, we used to, I used to, that's how I started recording, quote unquote, in your bedroom because the old ones would record, remember, on the regular tape. Yeah, yeah. And so it was cool, like doing that stuff and then hooking up like old speakers to make it like one exactly. big boombox. You'd get the wires, you cut on, you cut it. It was a cool little art project thing, you know? That was cool. cool. I remember that, man. But I remember... Uh, I think like, you even did it with an amp. You hooked up one of your amps to it and make it a big speaker or something like that. Uh, amp. Yeah. It wasn't even in, like an amp. I think it was probably like, yeah, like one a of these. Yeah, like a practice amp, yeah. Uh-huh. One of these, like, back in high school. But, uh, like, I remember this one time I got, like, this one from this thrift store, like, over in Bellflower. It was, like, the thing and then the speakers. But the thing about this, the receiver, where instead of just, like, you know, like, the left the left input thing and then the right one. Yeah. There was like maybe like four or five on each end. Hmm. So I'm like, holy shit. So that's when I started getting like all these speakers and like chopping them up. And right. Like left, right, left, right, left, right. You know, they just, and I had like, I think at the end of it, <clears throat> I went up with like maybe 12 speakers like plugged into the same thing. And I would just like, you know, put one at one end of the room right. and one in the other here and there. It's like all super surround stuff. Like, yeah, you know. That is cool. But like, yeah, I remember your room was pretty dope. I remember that. This was like the one in, I want to say Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, well, both were pretty cool, but I do remember when everyone in your room, it felt like a little club, like a nightclub or oh, something. Like back in the, the whizzy days. Like like a nightclub, well, not a nightclub, like a lounge, like a hookah lounge or some shit. You okay, know? That's yeah, a better comparison to that. But um, like when I started like playing music, I thought it was going to like be like super loud and awesome. But it was kind of like quiet and kind of yeah, static. Yeah, it wasn't even that loud, right? I remember. So I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I should be like bleeding from my right? ears yeah. right now, you know? And then I like started like messing around with it, like switching stuff around and then tried it again. Like, nope. So I'm like, ah, let me take two speakers out. And I kind of did that exponentially. Like, the more speakers mm-hmm. that I disconnected and then like tried it over again, made, like the better sound, that, yeah. you know? It wasn't until I just ended up with just, like, two speakers, even yeah. though I had all this shit all over the place. It was a cool setup, though, right? <laughs> but it was like, huh. Like, it literally sounds better with just two speakers. It's mm-hmm. louder and clearer. How it's meant to sound, kind of so, thing. So, yeah, I guess, like, <laughs> you know, like, the more things you have diluting it, it kind of loses that period. Yes, absolutely. You know, I guess that, no, that's, I don't know, the way yeah, I kind of trying to rationalize it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it should have just one big speaker. Yeah. That's the only speaker I'm passionate about, you know. <laughs> and all this other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's just the way it kind of makes sense in my head. Do you have any hobbies now that you still keep? Obviously, besides the podcast. This. Um, and I guess besides music. I mean, that's the kind of thing we've always been doing our whole lives. Yeah, but again, same thing with me. Like, that, like I don't play anymore, you know, out of the band scene and all that. Like, I jam a Christian every now and then. Do you still, right? Eric, yo. Yeah. Somebody said, where at? In the building, not in the office, but in the building. I mean, I think we were talking about that before we started recording, but... 
cases are, are popping up pretty bad again. Yeah. And they, I know they shut down Texas. I want to say Pennsylvania or Ohio, one of those hmm. states. I'm not sure. But I heard California got bad. Not bad, but we got a spike up at least. Uh, I forgot how many cases. Like, 2000? Was it 2000? I think so. Something. That was like something more. But yeah, I think nationwide it's like. It was like 35,000, 40, Yeah. I, th- I think I read 33, but you might have a more updated one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nationwide, is, it's going back up. I don't know if the fatalities are, though. Do we know that? Uh, as far as that goes, I don't know. I think it's just like anybody that's like tested, oh, okay. like positive tests. Well, you know, if you got more tests, you're going to have more people. So test positive. So what do they say? Like stop testing yeah. them? And then we'll that's have the best way to have the le- lowest numbers. You know? That's what I hear, right? Well, Did you hear? I mean, obviously, that's a Trump Trump. Did you hear or see the tweet? tweet that Felipe Esparza tweeted out? Uh, no. It was actually really funny because he said, ha, that's brilliant. Um, you know what? If we stop um, checking people for documents, we'd have l- less illegal immigration. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> I was like, hey, that's, <laughs> that was such a clever one. He got him with his own black nose thing. That was pretty funny. Uh, uh, he's funny. He's a good follow. He's, he's a good. Follow. He used to come out on the Eric Andre show a lot. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Like he was like the funny friend or whatever, and Superstore he was on Superstore a couple yeah a couple times yeah I think I haven't seen the last what two three episodes I still need to finish off, but yeah I guess you're you know you're telling me Amy's not returning next oh season. yeah um because I follow uh, Lauren Ash on Instagram I know which one I follow is uh uh the Samoan one what's her name Kiki or Kaylee? on Superstore yeah. The, the the Hawaiian one, sorry. Oh, um, Sandra. Sandra. Yeah, I forgot her name. I think it's like Kaylee. It's a very long Hawaiian name, but right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I follow her, and she was posting something like that. But she's very funny. I like her. I, I think she's good. Mm-hmm. She's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, one hundred percent my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And what's like her her boyfriend's name? Uh, Greg or something like that. Something like that. And yeah. he's just as like awkward mm-hmm. and dorky as she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're good, man. But yeah, like Lauren Nash had posted something like I don't remember when. Where it's like, oh, like, I'm so sad that, you know, America's, like, not, like, this is, like, whole long, you know, whatchamacallit. So I was like, oh, really? And I wonder, I don't know if it's because I think she's pregnant, right? Like, that might be it. But she, like I said, she's still, she's a producer for the show. Right. So I'm sure she'll make her, like, you know, an appearance a couple times a year or whatever. And then, uh, and maybe, I'm sure she'll come back. You know, maybe she's, like I said, taking a break to be a mom or something like that, right? Yeah. Hopefully that's all it is. Yeah. She wouldn't be soon. the same. No, but that 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 cast is strong enough to go on without her. It can fair, definitely. To be fair, there's a lot of really good characters in that one that can. Like um, keep the, Tom, uh, Tom Mateo, no, uh, Tom Mateo. Mateo's funny. funny too. The homegirl, the the, the ditzy one. She's yeah, really I like funny. the uh, uh, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, Cheyenne yeah. and Bo, like her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's really good too. He, he doesn't come out a lot, but he was in, He's a character actor, so you see him all. Like if you look back at older shows, you'll see you'll notice him. Like he was in Sunny a couple times. Oh, was sudden. he? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like that kind of guy. Uh, but he's really funny. He's, he's really oh, funny. Man, like, like, him and his rap career. And I really like the repair dude. He really grew well, I me. Mean, I forgot his name too. I'm bad with names, but the the, fun, the other funny guy, like the, yeah, the tall one that like that, the Andy the Dwyer store. of the superstar. Sure, yeah, guess, sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, I, I, he looks like Ike Berkman. <laughs> Ike Bernhard to me. So that's kind of like a low budget Ike Bernhard to me. Who? Uh, the guy who I'm talking about, the repair dude. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, the hmm. maintenance guy, the one that lives at the store. Funny. I think he was adopted by like Mateo's grandma or something like that. Remember? Oh, that's right. And then he was like speaking, you know, uh, uh, Tagalog. Tagalog? Te- yeah, Tagalog. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Tagalog. It is. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's like I've heard Tagalog or Tagalog. Like I heard Tagalog. That's what I heard. I just say Filipino, but yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I speak Mexican. 
Oh, do you speak Mexican, boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty. Uh, what else yeah. is new, man? Anything new going on? Uh, let's see. Uh, what am I watching? I'm watching Hunters. I'm almost done with it. That's the Amazon Prime one, right? Yeah. Did you get a chance to see uh, Omens yet? Good Omens? Oh, no, not yet. Not oh, yet. check that one out next. It's only six episodes. You know, those British series are usually like six or four episodes or a season. But check that one out next That's not, if you finish Hunters. Uh, what else did I like? iCarly on Amazon. I'm rewatching that one. Oh, nice. So good. That was like one of the first shows me and Gwen started watching together back in the day. I guess that's how it started. But I was thinking about it because I was watching it. It's a very funny show. Still, it still holds up. Like the older brother, Spencer. I was trying to think, like, man, he's fucking goofy but funny. Like, who does he remind me of? And it's, it's Jim Carrey. He's like, if you watch a show, uh-huh. just think of him channeling Jim Carrey. And it's like, he's a, he's a, he's a, uh, a sure take for a double of Jim Carrey. It's so interesting. Like his acting style, his comedic timing, his facial expressions. All of it to me is 90s Jim Carrey. That's who, that's why he makes me laugh so much, I guess. But check out an episode and see if, if you feel the same way. Like, yeah, oh, okay. You know? I'll give it a go one of these days. Huh. I can finish watching Prodigal Son. I remember telling you about that one. Is Wicked Pete come back on? Sneaky Pete? Sneaky Pete? That, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it's only like a couple Three. of seasons in. Three seasons is where I left off. So I don't know if okay. they brought it back yet. That I don't know. Hmm. Then there was that, uh, what's that one? Private Detective one? I think it's also on Hulu. Like Private Eye or something. Ooh, something. I think I'm aware of that. Because I think, like, with the Sneaky P, you know, they always have, like, suggestions, like, from, like, a show. Mm-hmm. I think it was on there. I was re- start rewriting Bored to Death, too. Still in the first oh, season. Nice. But trying to watch that with the kids. They liked it so far. So oh, that's okay. Good. That's good. I always get worried when you don't think they're going to like something. Maybe I have a wallet here before I move on. Oh, okay, cool. <sighs> Which one called? Summer's almost over. You got any plans to do anything for, like, uh... You said you're trying to go for, like, uh... What did you say, Big Bear? Uh, Palm Springs. Oh, for your for like Fourth or something. Um, because uh, Tino says she wanted to like you know head over there because she's gonna start having like a couple of weekends off here and there. You know, she works every day. Um, she's off. Was it like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays? Oh, just the random within the week ones. Yeah. Oh, she got three days off. That's kind of oh, cool. like either or like I think it just kind of flip flops. What do you guys do when you uh? Like, it's hard to do anything during the, when you have a day off in the middle of the week, right? Like, for me, like, during the week, I don't do anything. Right. If anything, probably just, like, dinner or something, you know? But, um... Because, like, she works, like, weekends, like, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they gotta be busy days, right? Yeah. So, usually, if anything, I'm... Like, like uh... Lately, I've been, uh, jamming with, uh, Christian. Christian, yeah. You know? So, like, usually Saturdays, I'll I've been hitting him up, and I haven't got anything back from him. Lately, yeah, me neither. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't always respond right away. Yeah. I'll him on blast. <laughs> no, but that, Elliot's like that, too. Like, uh, I'll hit him up or something, and, like, I'm talking about, like, three, four days later, I'll get a response. I'm like, oh, my God, bro. I feel like that's so... I fucking texted you, like, days ago. <laughs> not, I'm not even talking about that. I completely <laughs> forgot about what I asked you or, or mentioned to you. Uh, you know, there's some people are just bad at getting, you know. So yeah. I don't take it personal good. or nothing. It, it is what it is, you know. That's yeah. funny to me. Uh, what's gonna call it? Um, yeah, there's a UFC fight coming up pretty soon though. I want to say first week of July, so you want to come through? Oh, for through. sure, man. I th- I forgot yeah, what it was, it? which one it was, but they had a one of the ones where it was just so fucking hot in the house. Um, but it was like a daytime UFC, so we blocked out all the windows, like to make sure no sun can get in, and we put the 
the air conditioning on. Do you remember this? It was a Khabib fight. Mm. You, I th- yeah, you were over here. Mona was over. Ellie and Sam. We all came, and we started day drinking like at noon. Damn, that sounds good. Maybe even at eleven. It was earlier than that. It was pretty early though. We started day drinking. You don't remember this? No. It's pretty funny. So that's probably why. But yeah, I'm, you're I'm down to do that again. Tonight. I'm down to do that anymore. Well, it's not gonna be an early show, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, come through. We'll do the same thing. Like, we'll we'll do albums. our own pre-card. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That'd be pretty good. You do anything for Father's Day? No. So nope. the holiday. Oh, okay. No, just... I mean, your dad loves you, son. You know. Yeah. Thanks, dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that too, and you know we're not. All we're the Medels are man. We're I not said, the affectionate type. I've like, been trying to get out of that. It's, it's it's a little difficult, but I'm trying to get because I don't want the kids to be that way. So try to be a little bit more like, uh, all right, man, I love you too. I see that you know a little bit just throwing it out there, stuff like that. So so try to get it not so much hard asses like we were raised type of thing. So the hugs yeah. come more often whenever I come home. It's a hug. Oh, what's up, man? You know, but try to be still cool and and. It's like all right, that's enough. I don't know. No, I don't no, say that, but yeah, like it's close to that. Yeah, like all right, that's enough. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, but I could definitely see the the negative influences of it, so I don't want to like project that to them. Right, right. No, that makes sense. You know, that's good. So try to be a little bit more. Um, like whenever if we're watching a movie or whatever the fuck, uh, Dumbo, Dumbo, we were watching Dumbo, I'm like, oh man, make sure, I'm, I'm crying up right now, I'm like, oh damn guys, this, this is a fucking good movie, right kids, it's like, it's fucking Dumbo, Dowdy, <laughs> like, yeah, it's Dumbo, how dare you, you know, then I get out of I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing the aggro thing now, but I try to do the thing where you show your emotions a little bit more than we're used to, you know, so we know we didn't marry angry robots, right, right, right. like we were raised by angry, pretty much we were raised by angry <laughs> robots, right, <laughs> that's pretty much how we were raised, so I want to oh, try to do yeah. that every now and then. Well, that's good. That's a good step in the right direction. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I suppose so. Any good movies you've seen lately? Uh, what did I watch? I think what was the last thing I watched. There's one in the freezer. Where did you get that one? I don't want it to pop. Should only be one, right? Yeah, what's the last thing you watched? Uh, let me see. Um, okay. Off the top of my head, I'll, uh, Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah, on Netflix, Gems. right? You, had, you didn't see it before, right? No, no, I hadn't seen it before. Uh, well, what'd you think, man? Oh, that was like the mo- like one of the most tense movies I've ever seen from start to finish. So, there's a, another film on Netflix called Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Oh, I've seen that one. I saw that one. I, I thought that one was actually even better than, than Uncut Gems. But uh, I saw Uncut, to be fair, I saw Uncut Gems first. So, okay. Yeah, and then Tommy was telling me like, "Oh, this is their other one. If you're gonna watch this, so we watched that one together, and it was really good. I thought it was probably a little bit better, but I guess there's certain things that hit you the way an adult hits you, like the gambling thing, especially. And you know, I got like a gambling thing, <laughs> so that one just felt way close to home. Like, oh my god, I've been there, bro. However, the highs are just amazing too, right? So the other day, I'm not gonna say how much, but I was down a lot, a lot, and then um. And I'm having a fucked up day, like shitty day. And I'm down a lot of money, and I'm like, I can't do this. I need. This is one of those moments where I need to walk away. You need to cut your losses, walk away. You'll be back in a week or two. Be back up there. Just stop, take a break, right? And it was just like, and then whatever the guy when we're at the thing doing her thing, anyways, offers a deal. Like, okay, I'll bet you this. Basically, he offers me half the money to bet. 
So okay. I'm already down in the hole. Let me explain it. So I'm already down. I won't say how much, but I'm already down a lot. Okay. So then he says, like, look, I'll do this. Uh, I'll bet you half of what I owed, already owed, I would bet that to his double. So I would break even if I would. Okay. Is that kind of thing. However, okay. if, if I lost, which is he was trying to get more money, I would owe even, like, way more, obviously way more. So I was like, oh, I should walk away. But this is a good chance. I could get break even. I could break even. Oh man! And I was just like, that's a gambler's it, dilemma. That's man. what it. That's what it was. And then I was like, all right, fuck it. I just did it. Like I, in my head, I'm already thinking as I lost. Like, what's the worst that can happen as you lose? Okay, yeah, sell this. Okay, do this. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> thinking that I'm thinking that stuff, right? Worst case scenario type shit. So I'm like, okay, cool. So let's play. I ended up what's called a skunk. That means when you score, it was a crazy. I got like it's basically the luck of the draw. Basically like. A leprechaun was sitting on my shoulder type thing. I got nice. I got the perfect hand. If you know how to play the perfect hand, you can... Who are you guys playing, by the way? Dominoes. Oh, dominoes. Gotcha. Bones. If you have the perfect hand, if you're skilled enough, you can basically make it so you score every time and the other guy doesn't. But you can only do that with certain hands. It's really rare and you have to know what you're doing. So it's a, it's a double thing. You have to know what you're doing and you have to be extremely lucky with what you got in your hand. Anyways, I ended up getting a really good hand and I was like, oh my god, I can make it work. By that second, by the time the second round came, I skunked him. Fifty nothing skunk means he, it's been 50, you scored fifty points, actually sixty, but you scored a whole house, which is fifty points, sixty points, and then mm. he hasn't scored once. That means not only do you win, but it's double the bet. So mm. in an instant, I'm now he owes me what I just initially owed him. Oh Be, shit! It was it was amazing. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> dude! I was like, holy shit! So it amazed I went from having the shittiest day of my life, I can't believe this, to actually getting somebody owing me the money that I owed, owed him. So it was just like, it was one of those, like, fucking fate stepped in and said, okay, man, you suffered enough. Here you go, bro. Here's your lucky Nice. Money. And that's that gambling high that people get from that, from that thingy. You know? Right. I mean, like, it's, it's... It's the addiction. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, but I get it. I mean, I get it. You know, obviously... No, no, yeah. We're yeah. dealing with, you know, in the film, I, he's dealing with what, like, what do you mean, like, 1.3 million or something like that before he... Oh, no, the, I won't say anything. The... But whatever, when he hits, he finally hits his big bet. Like that's what you're looking for, something like that. So you get that high, like holy shit, yeah. And they all last for like a day or two. Guess what? The next day I was back in there gambling, and like, oh. <laughs> you know. But it it don't last uh, for a day or two. But it's just it's like anything. It's something that's good that happens to you. It's the euphoric feeling that goes away, and it's supposed to go away. You never want that to that feeling to sustain forever, because then, um, what's it worth? You know. Yeah, you get used to it, and then you just need more. Pain more wouldn't more. be so mm-hmm. good if it wasn't... Uh, pleasure wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain, right? Right, you know, that kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. So you need that, that that polarization. Yeah, right? I, I think they... Uh, you watch The Good Place or no? The what? The Good Place? Uh, I've heard about it, but no, I haven't watched it. One of the most brilliant shows. Uh, Michael Schur, the, the showrunner, the producer, he's, he's brilliant. He did Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Mm. Brilliant. Parks, oh, I'm Parks and Rec. through that one, too. Parks and Rec, the whole thing, right? Anyways, in the last the last episode, they're obviously in heaven. There's like a problem in heaven. And that's because everybody's gets anything they want all the time. So they become kind of like mush zombies type of people. Hmm. So it's not like... Um, like heaven is basically essentially another hell with too much pleasure, right? Because you're oh, getting okay. every desire filled. And they have to solve that problem. And then obviously they figure out what you... Everyone figures out that suffering is a good thing. Uh, eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Suffering is a good thing. It's a part of what makes those blessings even more. Like, you know, when you're a kid, or when you, th- well, not a kid, but when you don't think that way, it's so easy to get swayed, but you just want everything now, or you wish you had everything you ever wanted, type of thing. 
But that's not really, as the older you get, that's not really, ha happiness is kind of like a, a secondary, it's a byproduct of whatever. Right. You know what I mean? But that, that's, you know, try to explain that to a 10 year old. It's very, very oh, difficult, yeah. you know? Or 10 year old me or a 10 year old you, you know? Just the instant gratification just kind of outdoes you like, from the inside out, I guess. You know what movie we saw yesterday? Uh, I was, you know, me and Tom. Uh, it was a Dogtooth. Have you heard Dog of that tooth. film? Dogtooth. Yargo, Yargo's Lanthimos. That Greek Who was director. in that one? Nobody. Is that the Willem Dafoe? No, oh, it's a bunch of Greek people. It's, it's a bunch of Greek people. Okay. But it's uh, the guy who did The Lobster or The Favorite. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so this is not his first film, but maybe his second or third uh really 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 interesting film but it's basically this dad and his mom to be fair um raise their three kids kind of secluded alone in their house and thinking that's the way you're supposed to grow up so they don't know any better so like when you know they're gonna invite a dog into the room or into the household they have a meeting about it and he tells them like your mother's gonna give birth to a dog pretty soon so they're very blinded to it Dog tooth, their dog tooth that falls out, basically their wisdom teeth, that's when they're allowed to leave the house, that kind of thing. You mm. know, um, they're not allowed any outside influences other than what they're, what they can be, you know, uh, allowed to, so they can't watch any movies, anything like that. It's very, like, think of, like, a like an Amish family, but the, the, the dad, but very corrupt, so eventually, obviously, you get incest, because, you know, it's people exploring without knowing better type of stuff. Right, right. It's very interesting film, and I, and... I was trying to explain some like what I what I thought the subtext was for it, and to me it was like those parents that maybe is this is an exaggerated version. I remember having friends that weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons when they came. Oh, out, right? okay. Yeah. And I remember knowing one person that they weren't allowed to watch TV at all. You know, their parents were extremely religious and extremely strict. They didn't want any of the world influencing them. Right. Kind of Very Amish. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, you know, this is well. That whole, like, uh, conservative right that... But not necessarily conservative right, but Christian conservative right, which thinks the world is, uh, is full of sin, so you don't let your child be influenced by anything of the outside world type thing. Right, right. And that's kind of like, this was an extreme version of that. And, like, is it, at one point, there's a girl that sneaks into the kids, the movie Rocky and Jaws, and the dad finds out and, like, legitimately beats her. Like, it's a very disturbing scene. Hmm. But, uh... But, uh, like... Then he goes over to the girl who let her, like, borrow the movies or whatever, and, like, nearly kills her, like, beats the fuck out of her with a VCR. Oh, shit. Sim symbolism. Yeah, it's very right. intense movie. <laughs> and then he's, like, how, like, he gives this self-righteous speech of how dare you... Like, be kind or why? No, like, how dare you bring this evil into my household? I hope your children, uh, I hope if you ever have children, they, like, defile you or something like that. Like, oh, shit. It's very, like, rough, sanctimonious bullshit, right? But, and that's what I always remembered me. It reminded me of those parents that didn't let their kids watch TV, and... This is probably his version of like making fun of those kind of people that grow up. This is your your kids are gonna end up deformed almost, right? Oh yeah, that's what happened. I guess that's it. Kind of also pertains to my whole idea of anti censorship thing, right? Too. Right. Because right. I guess if you're censoring the world from the outside, if you're censoring your children from the outside influences of the world, no matter what they are, even a film like that, right? There's a lot of nudity and even in sexual stuff, in sex, in, in sexual stuff. Um, that's probably not a movie normally you'd let your kids watch, but that one is, there's le life lessons to be learned from it, and it's a nice, it's a good movie, it's a art, art, it's an art film, right, it's an right. art, so, it's a work of art, so, I guess, I guess it just kind of, like, solidified, like, yeah, you know, the opposite version of that is probably not, 
They're probably having like a, two sheltered kids where they don't know anything going on. Right. right. And when they finally are exposed in the world, they're going to be deformed in how to handle it. You know? <laughs> uh, I guess that's a way to put it. It's weird. Huh. I saw that Tommy had posted that he saw Irreversible. Yeah. Uh, did you watch it also? I haven't seen it, no. Oh, I haven't seen it. There's a few movies like that. I just don't... Um, um, I mean, he's fucking quarantined with no school, so he's been... Oh, yeah. He's sense. been <laughs> doing his thing. I'd like to watch it, though, but how... Why, you, why, you seen it? Yeah. yeah. How is it? Uh, it's a, you know, Gaspar film. Um, Gaspar Noir, right? Or, uh... uh no, what's his name? No, Nolan Gasper? Gaspar? Gasper? Gasper? Yeah. 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 What's his name? Isn't it? Noe Gaspar? Noe Gaspar, okay. No, that's what I was asking. Was it Nolan or no? Noe? Noe. 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 I guess he's, what, French or Spanish? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, you know, it's like, you know, a pretty intense film. I know there's a very famous, like, alley rape scene type thing. I know that was what it gets, like, fame for. Yeah, that's, that's like the only thing. scene I'm familiar with, or whatever. It's like this, is like uncut, like it's like eight, nine, ten minute scene. Yeah, you know, very uncomfortable. Uh, right? And supposedly there was somebody that wandered onto the set that didn't know it was like part. Oh, of it. like yeah, like you know, because it's um, it's like this really long like underground tunnel. I guess it's just you know just part of like whatever it is in Paris, and it's just uh Monica Bellucci just walking down, and then you see this guy. Then she comes across this guy. And he has, like, this girl, like, pinned up against the wall with, like, a knife or something. And then he sees her, you know, Monica Bellucci coming up. So then he kind of switches his attention to her. Homegirl, like, takes Runs. off. I don't know if it was a girl or a guy, but he was, like, you know, attacking somebody. And then there's a scene where, you know, um, he's, like, you know, kind of doing his thing with her. And, uh, like, at the very far end, because it's, like, a super long tunnel, so it's, like, super blurry. Yeah. So you just see somebody walk, and they just stand there, and they just do this thing where they just go back. Yeah, I guess that guy wasn't supposed to be in the shot. I guess that's the, somebody who wandered on set and didn't know they oh, were really filming. It was very effective. Yeah, and didn't know they were really filming, and that ended up you know, obviously staying in. But that's I know I, I remember seeing that in, I think it was a What Cultured List or whatever, and that came up, yeah. it that's, That scene, like, I didn't know that, but yeah. that scene, it adds to it. Where, like, he's like looks at this guy attacking this girl, you he know? He doesn't do anything about and it. And he just kind of, like, freezes for a bit, and then he just, like, takes off. That's so weird to me. I don't know, man. That's just always been weird, the inactivity of people, bystanders, I guess. That's very interesting. That's part always, uh, I don't know, very upsetting. Like uh, in 7, we were talking about 7 earlier, mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, one thing they uh, teach you in self-defense yeah, class. That's exactly you know, what you're talking about, yeah. Go ahead. Go, go. Uh, one thing they teach you in self-defense classes, you know, see somebody getting you know, attacked or something, you know, you yell, fire. You know, you don't yell rape because you yell rape. You know, people will pretend to not to hear it. You know, but you yell fire. You know, people come running. I remember the first time we saw a rape scene. I think it was together in one of the faces of death thing. I think it was like they're in court. Oh yeah, I think they're in court, yep. right? Yeah. I don't know how old we were. We were like seven. Well, I, I was remember. seven, maybe six. You were what nine, ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about. I remember watching it and. Like you're looking at uh, they're showing the video in the court, and that's what right. They're and like those old TVs and the right. old VCR. Thing. Like, I remember yeah. the, I think the girl was like crying or something like that. Yeah, and I just remember having a raging hard on. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> what is happening here? Is this what power feels? What? 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. I probably should be making those jokes right now at this time. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> people are looking through my tweets. Uh, to be fair, I follow like most of the people I follow on my tweets are like porn stars <laughs> and like OnlyFans <laughs> chicks. <laughs> yeah, that's like a thing now, like very oh, yeah. popular. You know, ever huge. since like this huge OnlyFans is huge. I have, I'm not sure like ten of them. Yeah, I think I had like one of them. At some the cheap point. ones, of course. Yeah, but there's some. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this funny story. Uh, I'll tell you more behind the scenes, hmm. but like this girl was <laughs> charging like thirty bucks. Keep in mind, what, a month. Keep most of the hot ones. I'm talking about the dime piece models are charging like five, maybe eight to nine bucks at top for the top. Right. And it, but most of them are like three to five dollars, right? And, and I'm talking about hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This girl was. Uh, I'm not gonna say she's ugly, but she's not like whatever you'd think. It, but, you know, whatever. She's, she's like not a whatever that caliber. Girl. She's right. not. Yeah, she's like a whatever girl. But she was charging thirty, and I was like, "How pretty do you think you are, girl?" Like, no. Well, what was? Did she have like a gimmick or something that kind of made her stand above? No, no. Just, probably not even like full new. Like, it's just like, what is wrong with this chick? Like, I, I almost wanted to subscribe for the audacity of her to. Like, how, <laughs> how dare you? Like, I want to see what you got now, just because that's ballsy of you. Like, but it was just like, what the fuck. No. Who the fuck's gonna put? No, no. I always wanted to be like with the newspaper and hit her on the head. Like, no, you did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me rebut. <laughs> Anyways, that's I don't know. I think that shit's funny to me. Um, but everyone has them now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, like to be thing. fair, it's a way to make money, do your thing. Hell yeah, especially quarantine. Before that, that, before in fans, this is a few years ago. But I remember hearing a story. I want to say on the Kevin and Bean show. Uh, yeah, I want to say on the Kevin and Bean show. One of the morning shows, it has to be that one. I didn't listen to too right. many. And it was, it was a girl that had a private account, a private Instagram. But in the bio, it said, if you want to see news, DM me. And I guess her deal was she'd only accept like a few hundred people or whatever, um, mm. where she'd get full access to, whatever. Or like she'd basically accept you as a friend because you can see her stuff. Right. But you'd have to pay her a monthly fee of like, I want to say twelve ninety nine, whatever it was. It was something cheap. But so she had like a couple hundred. Uh, you know, followers that and all of them Venmoed her or cash after her or whatever the fuck, 10 bucks a month. And basically, she would make an income uh, with all the followers she had for $10 a month. She made about $12,000 a month. So that's her, like, and this is a, not a, not extremely attractive, but just kind of whatever. But, you know, she, uh, what is that, like $120,000 over six figures a year just for accepting. And this is before OnlyFans, obviously. So it would be. Like, dude, that, like, I almost wish I was a, a woman just so I could do something like that. Like, that's genius. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of dudes would pay 10 bucks a month just to see a picture of, you know, what, or, you know, Instagram of someone's full nude shit, you know? Hell yeah. Because <clears throat> she was thinking of it, like, as a business person. Right, 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 right. She was smart about it, you know? Like, huh. And then, like, you know, if somebody didn't pay, I'm pretty sure it'd just be easy to just go through, like, okay. 100 you know, people. Okay, un- unblock. Like, nope. Yep. yep. He didn't pay? Okay, so un- unfollow. Yeah. She kept it small, so she would she could control it exactly. And then yeah. you, like I said, you're making a hundred figure six figures a month. And I'm sure she, or maybe she didn't need to anymore, but maybe she had like a part time or whatever the fuck, right? But yeah, imagine that. That's kind of cool, mm-hmm. man. You're like a like a webcam girl, something like that. Yeah, yeah, like cam soda type chick. I mean, the sex thing. <laughs> I always remember that episode of Simpsons where uh, they're watching. Uh, I think it was Itching Scratchy, and then Lisa's like, "Oh my god, that was a little much. It was super violent." And then mm-hmm. Homer responds like, yeah, what can you do? Sex sells. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Lopes just spit up his wine for everybody. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I didn't see that one coming, man. Yeah, dude, you remember this? It was so funny, man. It was like just nothing to do with sex. Obviously, so violent or whatever. <laughs> Even Lisa's commenting like that. I, I didn't see that man, one coming. What can you do? Sex sells. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Is there anything they can't do? Huh. Uh, okay, that was good. Um, I don't know, man. Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, um, what else? Fuck, can't even think anymore. Um, shit. I was talking about that with uh, to stay on the only fancy. I was talking about that with Jackie. He was like, man, I wonder if you could make some money that way. I swear you should do that. She's like, what? No. What about the kids? And then we asked the kids, kids, would you be okay if Jackie had her OnlyFans? Like, yeah, I guess. Just don't tell us. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to subscribe to my wife's OnlyFans, no, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't uh, think, I don't think we're that broke. Not yet. <laughs> like, I remember uh, on HBO, they said, have, uh, do you remember, like, the real sex? Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. I used to watch that all the time. Me too, man. Actually, they were pretty good. They were, I always thought they were yeah. great. Because, you know, they talked about sex, but it was I don't think it was sleazy. It was almost like a, like a docu-series. Educational. You know? I mean, there were definitely like, oh, shit. You know, when they go into brothels or, or strip clubs right. or whatever the fuck. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I remember there was this one episode about this guy. Like, it was like a like a web series, I guess. Like a mm-hmm. webcam thing. Where he had cameras set up all around his house. And it was just... Uh, he, like, pretty much just, you know sold like people pretty much just like kind of like just voyeurism just watching him do right. shit it was like Cameron's bedroom his bathroom kitchen and they subscribe monthly just to watch him just do whatever a Truman Show type of show yeah pretty much there's definitely something to that right I mean obviously we have reality shows now but what is it people's fascination uh, I mean what was it Ed TV and Truman Show both came around at the same time oh so they, yeah TV yeah, yeah. so they, and they were based around the same premise of just watching someone live their life and I guess to a certain version, that's what social media is now, right? Facebook and Instagram. In a way, yeah. You know, especially those people that f- post constantly or whatever. So they're, you're literally watching, their, going through their day with them. What is with people's fascinations, do you think, human nature-wise? Do you think that we're obsessed with other people's... Oh, voyeurism. They, yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. What, oh. what do you think triggers that? Where do you think that comes from? Oh, man. They talked about it. There was this, there was this documentary called The Voyeur. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you, no, I have you you, no. Well, just in a nutshell, it's about like a guy. He owned like a hotel, like a little like motel. I forgot what state it was in. Double mirrors or some shit. And Any cameras. Well, no, like um, there was this like you know like he would make his way through the attic, and there was like these like little like vents. little peek holes. Yeah, the vents. Mm-hmm. And he would like kind of like peek and like look at you know, uh, you know, just people do whatever they did. And then, like, one time he ended up, like, witnessing a murder, and it was this whole thing. Oh, shit. It's very interesting. But, he, you know, they talked about it, you know, like, what is it, like, you know, like, the fascination that, it's like like a fetish, almost. Yeah. You know, uh, of, like, just, like, you know, peeking into, like, someone's, like, Private like, life. the part of, of themselves that they don't show to anybody when nobody's watching, or what they don't know anybody else is watching do you think that's a like a god factor maybe now that i'm thinking about it it could be like the all and i right the omniscience of something that you're you know something it's there's power in having doing something that they don't know you're there so you're constantly watching like the the high eyes in the sky type thing like right factor. it's like maybe, a rush or something maybe there's something to that and to be fair so. it's not like that's not what remember how we were talking about earlier how 
I wish I could just see history happening, right? Oh, yeah. Part of that is the fascination with history, but a lot of it would just be to have that knowledge, you know, to actually know things. And maybe that's what people want, that knowledge of what's of what's going on. I, I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Oh, it makes sense. It's like Back to the Future, like the almanac. Right, right, right. Like, you know what's going to happen, so you go back in time, and then you kind of make that work for you but true but that, that i think that was more a little bit for like financial gain design yeah yeah like that. selfishness but isn't that like the thing well i i no not from like i not from the voyeurism type thing like, oh you right, know right. getting that, that from a reality show true, right? true true that's what i'd be like i wonder what the fascination is it has to be something about that you're you know something you have that knowledge that they don't know you have or it's something you can hold on tight like a hidden treasure type of thing could be, man. I don't know. There's something to there, though. But, like, in that documentary, like, he talks about it, like, because I think, you know, when they were interviewing him, I don't think, I don't remember if they showed his face or not. You know, like, you know, like, what's, like, your your fascination with it? And it's, like, you were talking about, you know, being addicted. You were, you were down all this money, but then you went through that last gamble yeah, or whatever. Sure. And he kind of mentioned something about that where it's, like, you can't help it. Like, the once rush. you do it, it's, like, yeah, it's a rush. Until, you know, he came across, like, he saw this guy, like, murder his girlfriend or something, and it was this whole thing, and then it was investigated, they ended up, like, I think they ended up tearing the hotel down, whole shit, it's pretty, I think that's what it's called, the voyeur, that's the voyeur, it, it, it's worth the watch, like, where, where did you find it at? Uh, I wanna say it's on Netflix. Okay, cool. Netflix or Hulu, one of those. Okay, I'll check the all of them. Yeah, you know, just go through all of them, the voyeur, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, that sounds super interesting, man, that's cool. Okay, okay. But it's worth the watch. Then. Any recommendations? I think we last left on you were watching some stuff. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, Hunters. I was watching Hunters. But anything? Any recommendations is on uh, that you recommend to the audience or myself? Uh, besides, uh, well, I will say Hunters. Like, the show's fucking awesome. Ah, but you know, right? Yeah, you know, like great cast, great everything. It's uh, for some reason it's almost reminiscent of uh, Inglorious Bastards, where it's almost like a historical fiction. Mm. Because I'm not so sure like everything happened the way it happened. I, I thought it's, it took place in the present time. It's not? No, it's uh, from the, what, 70s, 60s, 70s? Okay, I didn't like know that. 70s. Oh, okay. Nice. And it's just about, you know, you know Nazis, like, living in America yeah. and all that stuff. Though, like, the premise is great, you know, like, everybody, you know, does a great job, actors and actresses. Um, Fuck, what else? Uh, I saw an episode of um, the first one of uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Maisel, yeah. Maisel? Maisel? I went through the first season. Like, I was very impressed. I went to the first season, and I, I quickly became disinterested in the second season. Really? I don't oh, don't, don't tell me. Like, I don't yeah, know if it fell know. off or whatever. The first season, I was very, 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 very good. And then, uh, and you know, you know, former stand-up type thing for me, so it's a kind of connection to the foothold of the world, and I mean, I'm obviously a film version of that, but it's cool to see, like, the origin history. I love that stuff. The old right. timey stuff is great. Um... But yeah, I ended up, I don't know, I'd give it another chance in the second season if I get some time, but I remember really liking the first season, and first episode specifically, because Homegirl has one of the best pair of tits I've ever seen. That was awesome. Right? Yeah. That was, that was, and, and she gets arrested with Lenny Bruce or whatever. Oh, that was yeah. Cool Lenny yeah, Bruce is a big, big uh, very prominent in it, and I really like how they're portraying him in it. It was really cool seeing him. Uh, you know, if everybody doesn't know, Lenny Bruce is basically like Richard Pryor and George Carlin put together, but like 20 years prior. Yeah, like, you know, one 20 years prior. Yeah, 20 yeah. So, yeah, but Lenny Bruce was one of those guys who just, like, he made his money on 
vulgarity. Oh, answer censorship, right? He made, you know, the mm-hmm. lewdness of something that should not be undertakeable. Unta- he was almost kind of like a mentor to her. I know? want to say that, yeah. Well, just because, you In know, the show, like, for sure. In the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I like that. And, like, he was just, like, you know, cool, just always smoking a cigarette, didn't give a fuck, you know. Coolest guy in the room, always, you know. There's, I, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, Lenny, that, uh, where Dustin Hoffman played him. Oh, no, no, I didn't. It's the 70s. 70s or 80s, maybe 80s, but it's a black and white film. But Dustin Hoffman plays him. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a f- famous scene where he calls a black guy the N word, type of thing. But he says it for a reason. You, he does like everybody. You know, he calls everybody's names of the racial stereotype. You know, obviously Wetbacks, Bick. You know, uh, yeah. even Kike. He's a, he's a Jew, so he refers to him. Okay. You know, he's doing. He's running through the gauntlet. He makes a really good point uh, about the words that mean. The, basically it's like the words that we give power to it because we let it offend this type of right. thing things like that it, it's a it's a fair point well for its time I don't know if it still applies to be fair I'm not sure um, I think things have like progressed like in uh, uh, I don't uh, I guess like things have gone down like a very wrong path or maybe not a wrong path but like, like in a way we can't control it anymore where we if we say something it's gonna obviously, like, already like, oh man, you fucked, you said that, and like, there's no way you can like justify that, basically. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. Um, uh, the tension, I guess, between the races, races. Right. It's definitely there if you don't know the person, right? I think that's what, whereas a lot of it, like, constantly you're seeing videos. I saw one earlier today with this black lady and this white lady got into a convenience store. And then she, she beat the shit out of him? Yeah, because she called, like, say inward one more time and you that kind of thing. And she says it and ends up getting beat up. And I guess that's the... But I remember earlier today with, you know, what was at work, uh, with one of my buddies who's who's, uh, who's a black dude, African-American, and we're still making jokes with each other. And some of them are obviously race-related, you know. And they... it's I mean, because we know each other, it's, it's fine. So I don't know. There's definitely, like... Um, how do I say it? Like, it was, it was pretty funny because we were kind of talking shit. You know how you do it? You guys talk shit to each other? Like yeah, yeah, just kind of busting each other. It's like, shot. okay, Hector. You know, he calls him like a basic Mexican name. <laughs> okay, Hector. Whatever Hector. Hector. We're like, oh, okay, what do you want me to tell you? George? George Floyd? And then it became like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then it became like, <laughs> and then, uh, it was like, oh, oh, you know what? And I'm done. You went too far. I'm like, shut the fuck. Yeah, and that goes far. We started laughing about it, right? Right, right, right. We know, obviously, we know each other, you know, we're, we're, and we're used to kind of like, I, I, that's what I'm talking about, like, if you know each other, you can still make how, whatever racial jokes you want with each other, that's not going to offend you, but if you don't know the person, well, it's all about, even if you don't know the person, race has nothing to do with it, if right. someone I don't know, all of a sudden, if so, some other white guy or black guy was sitting here, who, even if we just met him today, and we're, he's on the show on the podcast, all of a sudden was joking with me, calling me Hector, like, bitch, you don't know me, why the fuck are you talking to me like that, I'm going <laughs> to fuck you up, you know, it's that kind of thing, right? Right. You're offended because you don't have that that prior history with me. So you're not allowed to go there. So it's like something we give permission to people in our lives to to allow to you're allowed to push this envelope because we're friends and we we have a prior history. And so I know who you are as a person. So you can do that. But if I don't know who you are as a person, you make a racial remark, I'm automatically associating you with a racist. Right. So now all of a sudden that wall is Put up in front of me. That now I have racist, my arms man. crossed. Like yeah, the wall. Like, day, man. I, I, I didn't. I am a Mexican, so you know I'm good with walls. So <laughs> I now all of a sudden I have my arms crossed with you, and and we have an attitude problem now, right? 
Right. It's that kind of thing. And I guess what's going on in America is no one, people are freely using that stuff without without knowing. You know what I'm saying? It's very easily get called a racist if you're going to be a racist because you think, oh, I have a black friend, so I can say this. What the fuck is already? No. Or I have a Mexican friend, so I'm going to make some racial jokes. Bro, right. no, that's not the way it works. You don't know me and I don't know you. You wash your fucking mouth and your matters in public. You know what I mean? Huh. What if, like, uh... Um, oh, you're, yeah, sure. One more. Yeah, but we're, I think we're coming. What were you going to say? Oh, yeah. What um, if what? I was saying, like, what if, like, everybody did that? Or just because, uh, like, essentially, like, you know, like, a lot of the hate comes from fear and the fear of the unknown. And mm-hmm. just because, you know, like, the only real exposure you've had to, like, somebody of another race is you've only seen it on TV or right. movies, you know, depicted in a certain way. But what if, you know, like, um, well, yeah, just, like, some somebody that you work with, and it's like, oh, I had all these, like, you know, pre-existing kind of notions about this person, but I got to know he's fucking awesome, you know? That's how pretty much everybody is, right? You have a pre-existing notion of somebody, but once you get to know them, that wall comes down, and you're prim- not necessarily proven wrong, but, like, there's more to the whatever you had a, dis- a disagreement with right. or whatever. More shit. Constantly happens all the time, right? Because you meet people, and... Maybe as their first impression, or you only know that. Oh, social media is a perfect example. You only know me through my social media, right? Oh, okay. So obviously, I'm gonna. You think of me in a certain direction, or you, or whatever. Just a person. You think of the, this person has a, in a certain mannerisms, but then you never really bother to get to know them because you don't want to. Like you already have your preconceived notions, so you already have your set ways. So you never bother to have a conversation with them or to, you know, get to know what they're actually about. That you might have things in common, or you might break that wall down, right? Where you get along. That racial divide's always going to be there for you because you already have a preconceived notion. Right. Exactly. Never. It, I guess. It, I mean, it's extremely ignorant to think that way. Definitely. Right? So it's a closed-minded way, like to think, like, oh, I think I already know everything I need to know about this person, and I know I don't like them, and that's the door shut. Like, okay, well, let's move on because that one's an idiot. Is <laughs> on. Exactly. Never going to get a chance 100%. to open that person's mind. Or you could keep egging it on. You're like, oh, you know, let me. No, I'm gonna, ch- I'm gonna convert that guy. To you could have that mentality. I'll be like, no, no, I'll, I'll get that guy. Uh, I'll convert him. I'll, I'll let him know that we're not all the way he thinks we are. That kind of thing. If you really bothered to. But what, what mostly ends up happening? You're like, well, oh, that guy said fuck me. Well, fuck him too. Then and then, well, there's no progress ever made, right? There's no bridge ever because nobody yeah. wants to be the bigger person. Everybody who's get disrespected wants to just be like, well, fuck, you've been disrespect right back. You know. That's the way we grew up, especially here in, in like, quote-unquote, the hood, right? <clears throat> We're not growing up in, like, a, uh, I don't know, Pleasantville or whatever the fuck, oh, you know? So, it, to be fair, you <laughs> kind of have to have the mentality as just kind of a survival instinct, right? So, it kind of trains you in a certain way to not necessarily return someone who's not nice to you. You have to always walk around with your arms, with your guard, with you guarded on your guard. Right. You know? So, if someone does tell you, fuck you, you instantly tell them, fuck you back. And then, and if they want to throw hands, they throw hands. Like that's the mentality you kind of have to have your walk away. But that's no way to survive in the biz- in the real world, and that's no way to change America, right? Well, just like you know, some or like when somebody like hurts your feelings, and obviously like anything you can do to like get back at them. That's what you want to yeah. do. You want to cut them, especially in relationships, right? That's oh, what happening, man. You hurt my feelings. I'm gonna cut you through the bone. I'm gonna cut you through the soul. <laughs> Damn, you hurt me bad. Okay, my turn. And that's <laughs> because it's uh, a progressional like escalation of pain, emotional pain. It's horrible. That's oh, how relationships man. end up being, man. 
Have you ever seen this movie? It's called The Brass Teapot. Yeah. Yeah. With um, Michael Argentino and I forgot her uh, name. Juno Temple. Juno Temple. She's really great. Oh, she's. she's... Yeah, that, that movie I thought was really good. I was like, man, I wish I had that. I could take a lot of pain. <laughs> I was like, hey, I wish it's I like had shit, it. shit, man. It's a great concept, too. I really like that concept for that film. It's a like Jewish folklore type thing. Right, right. And it was cool how they brought in the thing, like, supposedly Hitler had it at the concentration camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the Spirit of Destiny type right. thing. It's very, cool. very, you know, very mystical, very folklore. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But it's kind of the same thing, you know, where, you know, because, like, the more you hurt the other person, the more money you get, you know? It's kind of the same thing where, because at first, you know, like, it was like little things like, oh, give me a paper cut. All right, pull my hair. And mm-hmm. then it just kind of progressed from one thing to another. And then they realize once. Once it's like uh, physical pain doesn't really get as much money anymore, they realize emotional pain can do it. And then they start confessing their like oh infidelities. man, that was so fucking brutal, man. They they confess their infidelities to each other. Oh wow, it's rough, man. Yeah, and that's what it reminded me of. Like, oh, oof. Yeah, you know, yeah, I had its movie. moments. You know, I, I'm, it, you know, it, I'm surprised more people hadn't heard of that one because that one's a sleeper. It's a really good watch. I don't know if I'd watch it with my spouse, but yeah, it's, it's a good one watch. Of those. Like, uh, Tina told me, like, oh, she started watching Midsommar, but she didn't finish. She's like, oh, you want to watch it with me? It's like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't want to watch it with her. <laughs> that, have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, don't watch it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch it with I saw, Tommy took me to see that movie. So, we're in <laughs> we're in the theater, and there's, like, ten of us. Obviously, right? Because it's, we're at Long Beach. No, we're at Bianchi's. Oh, okay. So, there's no, you know, it's Paramount, bro. There's nobody there that... Like in Ari Aster, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so we go to see Midsommar, and obviously, this movie's fucking great. And oh, we're, we're loving it. It's shot. Beautiful. Whoever the cinematographer was, I don't know who it Serious was. Serious shit, man. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, shot-wise. And it's, everything is just And perfect. it's very brilliant. The directing is awesome because you know how he starts upside down, and he turns into the world. It's like, it's symbolizing the right. It's very, very nice. I mean, very uh, full core. It's great film, anyway. But obviously, we get to the scene where uh, uh, he fucks the virgin, right? He has yeah. blood on his dick and everything. And then, like, obviously, you know, Tom is really good at, like, oh, shit, let me turn away. So so he turns away, and then he's like, like oh, Dad, let me know. And this is, like, five minutes into it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to let you know. And they're still going, like, this gets louder like, and louder, Damn it. Man. And he's like, still Dad? Like, yeah, man, it's still going on, bro. I'll let you know right now. But it's so weird because there's, like, obviously people, <laughs> yeah, we felt it. People are looking at us like, you brought a kid to this fucking movie? They're looking at me like an asshole. I was like, hey, man, he brought me, technically. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Tommy, this was his idea. <laughs> uh, the movie's over. I'm mean, not the movie. The, the scene's over. Like, oh, hey, dude, dude you're good. Uh, back to whatever. He's like, oh, okay, cool. But uh, then, you know, whatever. Finish the film. It's, it's a rough watch, but it's so, like... Fuck, man, that hurts. Well, number one, like... I felt, actually, for the first hour maybe i felt for the guy i felt for him bad because fuck yeah because i i haven't been there but i can just imagine wanting to break up with somebody and then their parents and sister basically their whole family gets killed you can't dump her at that moment you're kind of like you're stuck bro yeah you're not i know you want it because they kind of established early on that he wants to break up already and then this thing happens so it it just made me feel like ah bro you just missed it if it would have been a day or a week or whatever you would have been fine you could have just actually hit him up and you could have covered it as a friend type thing but the fact that you're still together if you break up you're gonna be the asshole that broke up with your with your with a girlfriend while her parents just were murdered 
by her sister's suicide. It's crazy. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't. So he's now, you're just kind of, and there's like the facial expression that he has. I really like that guy too. If you notice him, he did this movie called uh, Sing Street. He was the older brother in it. Where they Sing started Street. a band, Irish movie. It's an Irish movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, um, so good, man. I love that movie. It's really good. Wait, who, who um, I didn't recognize anybody else from there, I think. Except uh, for the dad. The eyebrows dude from uh, uh, We're the Millers. He, he was like one of the friends. He was the one that pisses on the tree, and then everybody gets mad at him. No, that's in Midsommar. I'm talking. About, I'm talking about oh. Sing, Sing Street. Oh shit, I'm tripping. tripping yeah. Uh, anyways, he's the older brother in, in the film. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's an Irish film. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's a straight musical, but there are songs. They do break into songs because it's about a, a kid starting a band uh, that so he can write songs about this girl that he he likes. Oh, nice, nice. Really good, really, really good. We highly recommend. To be honest with you, probably the best movie uh, I've ever seen from Ireland. I don't know if that means anything to you. But... Oh, man. <laughs> from Ireland? Yeah. You remember uh, Into the West? Uh, no. So they're two little Irish kids. You know, they're like, like upset like cowboy movies. and. Oh, yeah. Vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. I remember we saw like, like I don't know how we were like. Vaguely remember it, yeah. I don't uh, even know how good that movie was like in retrospect. Just cause... Well, for anybody at home, and I highly recommend it. It was on Netflix. I don't think it is now, but. Sing Street, highly recommend. Done. And Anyways, done. I like that dude, but I remember seeing his face when he realizes, like, "Fuck, I'm stuck here," and then he just like zooms out because he's just kind of holding her. She's just sobbing, crying. Obviously, you know, she's going through probably the worst thing anybody can go through, right? You lose yeah, your family in an instant. Fucking bad, and the way man. she lost it, you know, very uh, like I like Mitchell more better than Hereditary. I know that's what his name mm. claim, but Mitchell I thought was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Anyways, I felt I really felt for him. You know, as it goes on, you can kind of see him be like, "Look, man, if you're you're gonna stay in this, so you're not gonna be that asshole, then don't stop being an asshole." That's kind of where it gets you. Like, mm-hmm. you're in it, just accept it. Uh, stop making it see. Don't make her feel like an outsider. Like, oh, you want to come too? That kind of shit. That's the worst thing you can do. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's how a lot of it. How I felt like, damn, he's not even reacting right. He, now he's just going through the motions type of thing. So I get it. Whatever. Uh. It, but her character, that girl, she's going to be something, man. I think she's, uh, what, the next time I saw her was that Fighting With Our Family movie where she plays Paige, um, WWE biopic. Hmm. Yeah, it was a wrestling movie, hmm. but it's a biopic. Nick Frost is her dad. Stephen Merchant. Oh, really? Stephen Merchant is in it. He's a friend. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. The Rock is in it. it it's a, it's, it's, it's a biopic on this wrestler named Paige. She's a, um... Like, uh, it real happened in real life. She be, She's a British girl, ends up trying out for the WWE in, in Florida, and ends up making it. And it's a good movie. She no, played nice. her. She did a good job. But anyways, upcoming, she's the Black Widow, the new Black Widow in, in the, the Scar Johansson uh, solo film. Oh, the sister. Mm-hmm. The sister. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's also known as Black Widow, too. But. Hmm. And supposedly, from what I hear, she's going to replace uh, Scar Johansson moving forward in the MCU. As, you know, the new, quote-unquote, Black Widow for the team. I could dig it. Yeah, I she's really dig. good. I I, th- I hope, I really wish success for her. Midsommar was really, really good, man. Really good movie. Rem- you know, obviously, you, you have that Wicker Man type thing, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Gregory the Peck. Well, the Gregory Peck one, the original. <laughs> oh, Because gotcha. it's, it's a full core type of movie. So, obviously, you get that. Did you ever see... Um, fuck, man. It, was, it came on Netflix a while back. So it's also the same thing, folk horror. Um, folk horror. Uh, the ritual? Yeah, the ritual. Yeah. 
Dude, I thought that movie was brilliant. Fuck, I, man. I, I love that movie because it went through like four different movies of what you thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah, from like the beginning of it yes. and like everything that happens to all the way to the end. You're like, God damn. It constantly kept like, oh, okay, I know what kind of movie this is. And then like, oh, okay, yep. never mind. Oh, okay, and this is this kind of movie. And then it went like, oh, okay. Like, so at first, you figure it's going to be one of those whatever your basic horror movies. And then what happens at the liquor store happens. Right. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay, never mind. I was wrong. This is going to be one of those emotionally deep horror More like a Midsommar, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, dealing with grief type of horror movies. Like, oh, fuck. But then you the movie goes on like, oh, no, no, this is going to be like a Hills Have Eyes. Like, it's going to be one of those kind of horror movies. <laughs> Not one or like a folk horror, like where the village teams up against you. And then the movie goes on and it's like, oh, no, this is a monster flick. Like, oh, <laughs> I did not know. Wow. You know, so you, you move on through all these like why you think it's going to be about. And then you realize, no, 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 this is legit. Like, wow. It, it's brilliant. It's great, man. I, I, I really underrated because not a lot of people had heard of that one. I really love that one. I thought it was almost Blair Witchy at some point when like people started disappearing. Like, yeah, the... absolutely. You're right. When they wake up in the cabin randomly. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, oh, like, okay. Like, like okay. That, like, that, like, that's where we're at now. Yeah. But like, and you know, like it was cool that, you know, like it never lost that tension from like that because of the, the liquor store scene kind of like mm. set the... That, that undertone, that, like, emotional, tense undertone where, like, you know, I let my friend die. Right. right. I didn't do anything. The inactivity of bystanders, right? And uh, even though, like, they don't talk about it the whole time, but little by little, you know it's there because, you know. And the the, the people don't want to say it out loud, but the, the exactly. friends are blaming him. Until it starts, like, you know, coming out. It's like, you fucking let him die, you know? Like, it's your fault, you know? And it's like, ah, oh, man. Like, like, on so many, like, Beyond just like a like a regular horror movie, you know, like there's still that emotional uh, the emotional component where you know he's feeling like grief and regret, and he's like kind of trying to live with it, and then you know, you know they're you know trying not to bring it up, but hey man, like what the fuck man, he was he was your friend, like how could you let him do that? Yeah, it's like oh shit. But yeah, like you know, by the end of the movie where he gets captured and like you know he's gonna be sacrificed and you know that whole bit and. Going, like, up to the room, to that, like, attic or whatever, with all those, like, effigies or whatever, and then lighting on fire. Then that, like, what do they call it? What was that monster called? Uh, it was one of Loki's kids. Um, one of his, was it Bastard Children or something? Yeah. Like, he had a few of those, to be real. Like, that wolf at the end of Thor Ragnarok, that's technically one of his kids. Hmm. Um, Venmir or something. But yeah, it looked interesting, but it was, it's legitimately from uh, Norse mythology. Right. I guess Loki had a bunch of, like, like you said, misfit children, and some of them get worshipped as deities or whatever. But, yeah, I, I was very impressed. I was, like... The way it looked was interesting, right? Like, everything, just, like, throughout the whole movie, like, if they made a trailer, like, there's no way that, you know, they could, like, you know, like, show you enough where you didn't know what to expect, like, without giving it away. Like, I'd rather have a shitty trailer... Where I see the trailer, like, oh, this looks dumb. But then I watch the movie, I'm blown away, like, oh, my God. Well, you can only do that with really good movies. You can't do that with bad movies. Because you have a shitty trailer and a shitty movie, like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? Oh, but, yeah, I was Are you excited for Tenet? Or Tenet? Yes, that's, like, the one movie I'm, like, waiting for. The pushback again, but for obvious reasons, you know. Mm. They want to wait till theaters are open, but I can't. I mean, supposedly, it's his most expensive film. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's in the same universe as Inception, but they're rumor or hints to it, you know. 
I guess we'll find out him. if, like, uh, what's-his-face plays the same character. Uh, Michael Caine. The size mm. of a tangerine. <laughs> I don't know if that was a bad word. <laughs> what accents are you good at? Uh, the prestige. No, I don't know, man. It's all you gotta do. Try, try, try one. Uh, the accent of... Uh... <laughs> 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 I just remember this episode of uh, Nathan For You. Like the nail salon uh, valet episode. Yes. Where he's like trying to like tell what's her face like you know can you do a can good like a Asian, Asian accent? accent? <laughs> oh my! That is like literally one of. She's like a th- professional race car driver, whatever, right? And he's asking her to. Be I remember more I looked her up. You know, like, he's asking her to be more stereotypical. <laughs> but just the way he like he's like trying to explain to her like in a, like the way he doesn't break character. I don't know if they just like. You know, love, edit out the yes, takes, no. you know? I, I refuse to believe that he is a genius and not breaking. Like, but just like he's trying to talk to her. Like, he's like, oh, well, let me let me try one and then let's see if that can, like, you know. Let's see if you can never do it. Like, no, like, snicker, grin, or oh, nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Dude. Did you see the one where, where I think it was called, like, Daddy's Home or something like that? Where it's like a guardian where... Like the Mark Wahlberg? No, it's like uh, you can go on a date, but with somebody protecting you if somebody gets out of line. Oh, oh, uh, like, so like yeah, kind of like a big brother. Yeah, it was like a dating thing. app. It was called Daddy or something like that, right? Anyways, <laughs> like his, when he tries it out, he goes, they go bowling, or whatever. So he dresses up in an Arabic, a female Arabic, like the full Adash. So <laughs> the only thing you can see is his eyes, but it's he's supposed to be playing a girl, and you just see him bowling. <laughs> was in the like background? at the far end? Yes, he's <laughs> bowling in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. Like so weird, but keeping an eye on her, making sure the date's okay. That was so funny, man. Yeah. Oh man, it's a he's shame, the man. He's the best. You know that they like. I don't know if it was a network that canceled it or whatever, but. Well, I mean, he got he started writing like his job immediately after that was writing for Sasha Baron Cohen's show that Mer- this is America show. Oh okay. He was like the main writer on that one, and it made sense because very similar styles, right? The yeah, bit, true. The true. bits are very not. It's basically not bringing character type of show, right? Because yeah. he's also good. Uh, I started watching The Spy. Who's that one? Well, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha, right? Yeah. I where is that on? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Okay, I checked that out because I saw. I actually heard it's really good. Is it uh, like a reviewed wise, critically reviewed wise? I've only like gone through like the first episode. It was like an hour or something, an hour or some some okay. change, but it was awesome. Like I wouldn't have expected anything less from him just because you know he's like one of those actors. Yeah, same. But, yeah. but very interesting. He's underrated on how good he is acting because he does those. You know, that's like you know we've coined it Kafkaesque type of mm. type of comedy and and portrayals. But his acting, he's actually a really really good actor. Uh, he, I, I really would have really wanted to see his Freddie Mercury. Absolutely. I was waiting for that for years. The other movie was fine. Uh, oh, I have nothing against him. The, but the film was in general good. was fine. It was like whatever. But I guess they wanted to... I guess because Brian May had like producing credits, he had a lot of yeah. say in what could have gone. Yeah. He, and you know he wanted to make it more about Queen triumphing rather than the, when the Freddie Mercury Freddie story. Mercury. And Sasha was like, "What are you talking about? You, I mean, let's be real. You guys, you know, Freddie Mercury was is the story here, not you guys. You know, and they got offended, didn't want to work with him. I remember him saying, 
there was a quote from Freddie Mercury saying like you can do anything you want with my story just don't make me boring and I think I remember seeing an hearing an interview with Sasha where he said like and they did that they made him boring and I kind of kind of I hate to agree you know as the movie was fine you know I know it won some awards or whatever but what was it Bohemian Rhapsody was just like a whatever movie I thought it was a to be fair, I find I find biopics very difficult to make just because they tend to be formulaic. Okay, yeah. You kind of know You have to beat. cover, like, all these different grounds. and Well, you, they cover the same beat everyone does. You know, they hit their struggle. They, 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 they struggle to get there. They hit their fame. Then they struggle in the top. And then they, it's very formulaic. Like, you kind of know everybody's biopic is pretty much the same. And I guess Sasha had some ideas. Uh, like, I fucking know him. I guess Sasha Baron Cohen had some some ideas where he he heard crazy legendary party stories about him, and he wanted to bring those into the. So that would have been awesome. So man. that's what he was writing. He was writing like he wrote the screen where like there was like literally a midget on top of his head throughout the entire night of the party, <laughs> shit like that. I guess you hear like shit like that, right? And he just wanted to be go crazy with it. Like this is who he was. Let's fucking go crazy with who he was. And Brian may obviously disagree with him because he wanted to make it more about the band rather than him, and he's like and. That's where they parted ways, but man, I want to see his his, his Freddie awesome, Mercury, man. you know. And they look so similar. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I seen like the the side by side shots. Right. I, I remember like you know seeing like a picture on, I forgot where, but I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome until like one day it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna disagree. Agree, uh, was it uh, creative differences? Oh, as they call it in the in the biz. In the biz. I, I mean, you know, Gambit, all man. credit to Brian May, but. I mean, he's a he's a genius. To be fair, you know, I mean, they all have like PhDs from like well, him specifically, the astrophysicist, I believe. So yeah, it wasn't like anything like like regular, regular yeah. yeah. Like they're they're all you know they're all pretty intelligent. I mean, most musicians are. To be fair, most uh, it's like a, it's a, the third language. Musician, you know, learning how to read and write music or learning music is the third language. But but you know, like him specifically, there's I you know people use the term genius a little bit too much i feel yeah you know like the passion thing right i feel like i don't give regular i don't give that term to people regularly on the regular basis like that's pretty smart yeah sure that's fine ever since jesus christ i can't i don't know anybody that has that kind of passion well i feel like shania twain whenever someone you know well that don't impress me much. exactly you know oh yeah so he's part of kind of smart you know that don't impress (laughs) me much you know Oh, yeah. did you ever see a of Chris Elia bringing it back? Did you ever hear his bit on Shania Twain's song that doesn't impress me much? Whatever. Oh, uh, no, man. He's <laughs> he goes on this rant about like all these things, like, hey, Shania, all these things are impressive. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and then, like, he says, like, oh, isn't there like a part where she says, like, okay, so he's Brad Pitt? That don't impress me. Like, hey, man. That's fucked up for Brad Pitt. Like, why did, what did he ever do to you? Why do you have to use him as an example? And then this is one like, hey, he's a rocket scientist. How does it not impress you? What the fuck? That should impress you, Shania. He he just rants about like how how shitty that song is to like, how dare she think she's a like you know how 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 crazy impressive do you have to be to impress her? Like she yeah, deserves a super high pedestal. Yes, and yeah, it's like, like hey, Shania, oh. fuck you. It's brilliant. It's <laughs> such a good rant. I love it, man. It's so funny. All right, man, we're coming to the end. Uh, this is a good little old school episode, good little mini. Not too shabby. Not too uh, any last words or we're good to go? Uh, then we're good to go. 
Sounds good, sir. I think so. All right, folks. I hope you, we had a lot of fun uh, recording. I hope you guys have a lot of fun listening. This is News and Booze. Uh, what's up? You good? No, uh, that is... Smells? smells like someone's smoking outside. It's probably the fireworks, right? Residue? No, like weed. <clears throat> oh, that kind of smoke. I gotcha. Something, I don't know. It's probably loose smoke. All right, folks. This has been uh, Susan <laughs> Booze. Uh, bring your tears, fears, and pretty good cheese.